Breaker, what's your 20? This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for cocktails? Cool characters. And the explosive relationships. You'll only find in cocktail? Well, rhythm. Your blenders. Four. An earful of cocktail. The world's most popular cocktail podcast. That's where you want. Fans of cinema cocktails will find much alike. That is, if you're not some no good yuppie. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little barman poetry, and we'll even have a few of Coglin's laws. Coglin's law: never show surprise, never lose your cool. like we're hearing double it is it feels very repetitive let's just soak it in though for a little bit oh it's so good i feel like i'm in the tropics right now it's quite enough okay um this is whoa whoa mark has muted himself and now i'm back i had to move my microphone this is Earful Cocktail. I've done cocktail. that too. This is Earful Cocktail. We should introduce ourselves. Hi there. Herbie Ackles here. Hi, Alan here. Cocktail analysis what? extraordinaire. You almost showed me your key line. I did not. That's that's That would be a big faux pas. Takes two to tango. Yes. Um, it's been a little bit, but not that long in in, in, a, in a cosmic sense. That's true. Uh, the problem is uh, you are seeing hockey almost every Saturday. So. Well, not anymore. That's hockey need, season is over. We need to get a lot of Epson. Well, no more, no more, no more hockey. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's cool. Um, and uh, we are here to dissect the nineteenth, 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 five minutes of the movie cocktail. Uh, before we start, should we do uh, uh, our our famous update? We should do our what's our famous update? Uh, checking in on the Pittsburgh Orchestra. Ooh, you want me to want me to open up my email inbox here? Yeah. Okay. This is always the best thing to start the show, which is news. And which the news, is looping Kokomo in the background. News is checking in with the Pittsburgh and Orchestra. And checking in with the Pittsburgh Orchestra. So we wrote, if you haven't joined us previously, which of course you have, um, we wrote a little letter to, uh, the, oops, um, to the Pittsburgh Orchestra. Well, we'll find out. Let me search for Pittsburgh in my email inbox here. You look for Greg with two Gs. Questions at PittsburghSymphony.org, which... I feel like if we emailed an address questions at and also uh, pinged the thread we several weeks follow. later, I really feel like they should be responding here. I mean, they, we, this, they have an email address called questions at pittsburghsymphony.org, which I encourage all of you to uh, to email. It's a great email. <laughs> at your next convenience. And, um, and they're not responding to questions, which feels uh, like uh, it is... Defying the purpose of that address. You think so? I mean, do they find like some questions aren't worth answering? It's very rude. That must be the case. Well, so we're going to ping this thread. So we had, so we, our most recent message on this email thread was Saturday, March 23rd at 5 14 p.m., in which I wrote, Hello again. Just wanted to check in, re Greg Baker. No firm deadline, but the more info, the sooner, the better. Bravo, Alan and Mark. <laughs> uh, um, so. <laughs> Um, 
<laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be signing these emails bravo. Maybe that's what's tipping it off. That uh, I think that's the proper thing. Uh, by the way, I'm scrambling around because I just put down the, You're everywhere today. The, the theme song I put somewhere and I can't find it. Also, there's a giant hole in the table that isn't normally that's there. That's not my fault. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow, this is just a just a just like a crevice. I'm looking over and it's, it's like you got desk, 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 and then there's just a pit uh, where there normally is more desk. So I don't know what's... Don't know what's happened here on the studios of KZSU. Um, it's really, I mean, it's I can just I can be here and talk. That's cool. We can do the show alone. Um, let's write a response to the um, following up on the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Symphony here. Uh, hello, the theme song is missing. The theme song is missing. Well, we sure. have it in digital form. Yeah, do that. Okay, all right. It's on you. Some, so, yeah, sure. I mean, a little bit of heads up. Uh, advance notice uh, would have been useful there. Well, if I had the knowledge, I wouldn't be scrambling right now, would I? Well, sure. Um, it's missing, like in the KZSU has lost. No, I, our put, theme it, I song? put it. I put it down right before the show, and I don't know where I put it down. Okay. All Why right. don't you re- read read some more, write some more? I trust you to write amazing bang up content. Well, now I need to find the theme song. So, well, that's if, if I'm looking for it. Uh, which one should I do? Should you pull up the theme <laughs> song, or should I look for it? Because um, one person is searching for. No, it. I think we can we can just go on with the show, and um, we, I mean we'll need to find the theme song at some point. Uh, yeah, I think that's. <laughs> I searched for <laughs> theme song. Theme song to not theme work. Theme song in in drive, and I this, the caps lock key was on, so it just looked like I was shouting theme song. Yeah, into drive. Uh, try ABC. Um. Poetic love theme, saw theme, no. big show theme, no. earful of cocktail famous theme. Yes. I found it. Yes. I found it. Yes. We're good. Yes. All right. yes. We're good. good. We're good. We got, we we got no problemos. Is it time for theme song now? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Great. Fantastic. We are better. The twist twist song. <laughs> Do you know what goes to make a chicken coop? Twist, 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 making chicken wire. Twist, 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 just like this. Twist, 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 making chicken wire. Twist, 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 just like this. Twist, 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 open up again. Twist, 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 open up again. Twist, 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 repeat once again. Twist, 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 repeat once again. Twist, 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 go off to the right. Twist, 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 go off to the left. Twist, 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 go off to the right. Twist, 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 go off to the left. Twist, 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 twist. I have no errors now. Twist, twist, twist. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is corrections. Um, well, uh, we um, we have not heard back from the Pittsburgh Orchestra, so I'm just going to quickly write a response here before this ends. Um, hello, Pittsburgh. Hello, Pittsburgh. It's not the time or place. Hello, Pittsburgh. Just checking in. Thanks. No, bravo. Making chicken wires easy with this cool machine. Making chicken wire. Twist, 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 twist. Go off to the right. Twist, 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 twist. Go off to the left. Twist, 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 twist. One by one. Twist, 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 twist. Soon it will be done. Turn it on a steel drum, round and around. Turn it on a steel drum, round and around. Now the chicken wire hangs about. Use a steel drum to. I thought our normal theme song was long. This is much shorter. <laughs> yeah, I think it is too. But you don't notice it because it's it's good. Chicken wire off from the line, from the machine. Take it just in time.
use the chicken wire and you'll see at the chicken coop it works perfectly. Twist, 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 twist. This is from German television. Instructional. It's a news program. I do remember seeing the video. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I get for um, playing a thing called Earful of Cocktail Famous Theme. MP3. I feel like an elaborate prank was just pulled on me. <laughs> I, if, it, if it was, it was uh, years in, in, in making. It's uploaded in 2017. All right, we are going right into it here. We great are up so far. Great app. It's just everything's very smooth today. Uh, we're going to lead off with our favorite, one of our favorite, seg- our least favorite segment, and that is who let the spoilers out. Not a lot of spoilers to let out at this point, uh, but a few, and I'll say them now. Okay. This is uh, where we read the summary of these five minutes. And I'll start right now. She claims Flanagan is scared. Uh, she is Carrie Prognan, I should say. Okay. She claims Flanagan is scared. She does. Flanagan leaves her apartment and heads back to the ro- rowboat. To the rowboat. <laughs> <laughs> Not a rowboat. It's, I mean, you could row it. Could you row any boat? I mean, like with enough. If you build a lever uh, long enough, you could uh, move the moon. That's what uh, famous famously said. Oh. And if you get a row, uh, an oar big enough, you can row any boat. Uh, um, he heads back to the rowboat, only to find Doug with dead in it, with his throat <laughs> slit. Wait, is that is it? Is that how it's written? It's written only to find Doug with dead in it. Doug with dead in it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Doug with dead. What a tragedy. With his throat slit, mm-hmm. moving back to his old apartment. <laughs> that makes it sound like he was killed. We don't know he wasn't. No, I just like that the plot summary is is leaving ambiguous as to. Yeah. yeah. Moving back to his old apartment, he finds a letter addressed to him from Douglas. The letter was a confession for Douglas having committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then they turned into police uh, and he got arrested. Uh, his only advice in the letter was for Flanagan to bury him. Flanagan <laughs> goes back to Jordan's apartment. <laughs> this is a really interesting interpretation of this sequence. All right. Yeah, exactly. Uh Flanagan goes back to Jordan's apartment and makes an effort to get to her, despite the security trying to stop him. Mm-hmm. He manages to get to her and confesses his love for her. Uh, and that's, I believe that's that's the end of what we get in this part. And that has been who let the spoilers out? Who did leave the who who, who left who left the spoilers out? I, I think I, we both of us did. Both of us did. Just magical. Just absolutely magical. It's a perfect show. Oh, nice. This is what we lacked. We had this stupid Kokomo at the beginning instead of real, honest-to-God music. Okay. Well, now, yeah. No, now we're now we're cruising. Uh, yeah. So, uh, let's do Key Line Pie. Key Line Pie. I wrote down a line. You wrote down a line. They're, yeah. They need to be the same line. Yes, they do. And then we, we score the points. Uh, you need to rotate. I wrote it. I wrote key line on the back in the right orientation ooh, it's very so clever. that you would know what how to put it face up. Okay. I'm, uh, say, uh, it's a usability trick. Nice. Uh, Ready? I wrote nothing on the other side. That was a usability. Uh, what's the opposite of a trick? A, treat? Uh, 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 a, a um, usability treat. A faux pas. A faux pas. Yeah, a usability treat, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually bad. All right. And three, two, one. Somebody With hard work, me. I know I can turn it into something great. Yeah, I was close to this. Somebody help me. Somebody I help thought, me. It's a good. It's a, it's good, a good line. Good. It's a good line delivery. Yes. It, it, it and, has, and it fits in thematically with these five it minutes. Fits in ways thematically with these five minutes. Okay. So, uh, are we are we ready for uh, the sink? We are. I mean, it's yeah. We can't hurt ourselves by 
uh, getting into the sink sooner. Great. Does that check out? Three, two, one. Wait. Oh, Three, whoa, two, whoa, 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 I said, whoa, are you whoa. ready? I'm, I mean, in theory. Okay. In practice, I'm now ready. Okay. And okay. it's a three, a two. Oh, hold on. Instructions first. Okay. Listeners. Well, I thought we were ready. <sighs> if you if you knew you had to say instructions, you said, no, I'm not ready. Well, I'm ready. I don't need instructions, but the listeners at home Well, need... I'm ready. And okay. I'm saying listeners don't need Listeners, go home. Grab the 19th five minutes of Cocktail, the movie. Yes. Cocktail019.mp4. Uh, load it up, lock it, loop it, get ready because we're going to play it on the count of three and two and one. Are we doing it for three, two, one? Three, two, one, three, two, one. go. You're scared. Ah, <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> that was loud. You're just ah, it's still loud. It's really loud. I blame you. Okay, all right. Is I'm, this on in two channels or something? It, I, uh, I, can, I can lower the. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. There, wait. No, that's the two. This is a good let's, volume. Let's just let's just turn everything off. No, this is fine. Perfect. I've turned everything off. So let's. Why is it so loud? Oh, because is your computer super loud today? I, I I cranked it. I cranked it up. Well, maybe don't crank it. Uh, I, I, ah, it's really loud. I thought we loved the movie cocktail. I want this as loud as possible. <laughs> It's not just loud. Are it's you like, the kind of like pansy who goes sees a movie in the theaters and like you watch cocktail <laughs> theaters and you put earplugs in? It's like I don't want earplugs. I want to hear the movie. Sure. The way that Peter Donald Peter Donaldson. Peter. Intended. Yeah. Is that the director's name? Um. It also feels like we're just getting more. We're getting more out of it than usual. Is the are, is this a different audio setup? I don't believe so. Hmm. Well. It's nice. Same movie. Same beautiful is it? Are we sure it's the same movie? See, yeah, see that bass. I don't remember that bass. Are these better headphones than usual or something? What's, I don't know. Maybe, what's going on? Maybe the equalizer changed. Man, yeah, this is... It's fine. It's... It's... it's you know, it is You know what real fine. analysts do? They analyze through it. Um... The analysis. <sighs> okay. Yes. <laughs> you ready? I am ready. So these are five minutes of the movie Cocktail. Correct. Um, and we are uh, looking at a funeral. We are looking at a funeral. I'd say I would say if I was looking at this, I would say there are five basic scenes. I would say there are four weddings and one funeral. I agree with half of what you just said. Mm. I would say there's uh, one funeral and zero weddings. Mm, okay. We'll we'll find out. I would say there are, there are five scenes. Uh, do you include the Carrie Progden scene to be a scene or a scene lit? No, no, that's just uh, that's just leftovers. Yeah, so that's okay. Let's call it four scenes. That's yesterday's then. news. Let's call it four scenes. Four scenes. So we have uh, scene number one starts with Carrie Progden saying, "You're just scared. You're just scared," uh, and it ends with uh, uh, Mr. Not Douglas like Coughlin being in a boat with his uh, throat slit. Uh, it is scary. Culprit unknown. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it all. You know, it, it came full circle, right? Yeah. It's a. Uh, that is Just really interesting. The um, then we have uh, no scene number two. Is I would say uh, eyes wide shut like it is uh, mm. vignettes of him walking around the seedy parts of the city. Yep. Uh, ending with a funeral. So it's a montage. A montage. A montage. Yep. Uh, and then we have him crying. Yeah, we have bro over a letter. Yes. Yeah, bro, bro pad. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a scene in which, uh, which he reads a letter and, and cries. 
Yeah. Let's call it what it is. Uh, scene number four, I would say it's at uh, Jordan's family's uh, house. Apartment. I'd say the flat. He does call it a house, though. I don't know if you noticed that, but, so but what, what's Mr. A house Mooney, what's a house Mr. Mooney does call it a house at one point. Uh, does he? Yeah. I, I mean, a house is a house is a is a standalone structure. Uh, it must be single detached. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's a condo. Uh, a condo type of house. No, no, no. A condo type of home. <laughs> So I, I, so I, I do housing activism. I actually do homing. You do homing. You should call it homing activism. Yeah. Here's yes. every line says house in here. Okay. Your nephew comes home from serving his country and he doesn't even rate a beer on the house. Okay. In that case, house is being used somewhat uh, metaphorically for the for the bar. Pat's Tavern is a house. I mean, it's a public house. Yes. I'm gonna give you your first lesson on the house. Eddie here uh, starts pounding wait, the bar. So, so on the house is the first two usages uh, uses yes. of yes of the term house. Eddie here starts pounding in the bar, demanding a round on the house. Wait, so the third one is also on the house? Yes. Wow. Uh, first three are on the house. Yeah. Uh, four. The brochure promised me a drink on the house, pal. <laughs> this is a different house. This is a Jamaican mean, house. It is a movie about cocktails. Yes. And bars, and so I guess it is reasonable that if they talk about houses, they're talking about public houses. Yeah, that's that's true. Yep. Uh, next line is it's the penthouse. It's the penthouse. Is a penthouse a type of house or is it apartments? Well, it's not. It's it's all one word, penthouse. It's like a different term. That would be like to say like he's an anteater, an ant. No, but it is an eater. The ant is sure. That's a terrible thing. What? Give me give me a compound word that actually follows the logic there. All right, it's like is an anteater isn't an eater. It is an eater. Uh, uh, fine. Is a um is a um is a. What are some compound words? Let's bring. Let's look at. Let's look at a list of. Is a birdhouse a house? List of compound words. Great. Cannot together. Baseball. Baseball is a baseball a ball. It is. Okay. Let's go. Let's go through like fireworks. Are fireworks works? They are the works of man. Okay. Together is together. A, no, it's that together. No, let's let's look crosswalk. at crosswalk. Is a crosswalk a walk? It nope. is. It's a no, walk. it's not. It's like a basketball. Is basketball a ball? <laughs> sweet meat is a sweet meat a meat. It is. Uh, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Moonlight. Moonlight a light. Sure. <laughs> football is football a ball? No. All these sports are yeah. clearly yeah. outside the balls, which I agree they're not balls. But. Railroad is a railroad a road? It is. Ooh, this is good. this opened up a great website. Ooh, nice. It's just a list of compound words. Let's see. I'll give you. I'll it's give, a really long list of compound I'll, words and nothing else. This I'll is a great give website. you thirty seconds to find me one uh, that isn't. I found you so many. No, but actually one that really counts is a is a our our um is a. Okay, you're on the clock. Twenty-eight seconds. Okay. Seconds. Find me a real scapegoat. Is it a goat? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, horseback. Is that a back? Well, it's a, that's an adjective. Give me a noun. Oh, a noun. Um. Okay. Um. Uh. uh Ten seconds. Pacemaker. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a, a maker. It's it's made. No, it makes well, the it pace. Makes it's the pace. not a maker. No, it's a maker. It makes the oh, pace. Oh, okay. Well, um, headquarters. Uh, okay, quarter. quarters. Okay, so yeah. every every word. By the way, let's. It's talk, not every word. We're still going through them here. Let's talk about what supernatural. Pen- that's not. That's an, an adjective. Oh, that's an adjective. Okay, yeah, sure. Let, let okay. me read you the etymology of penthouse. By the way, sure. Penthes, uh, early 14th century from yeah. Anglo-French penthes, a shortening of Old French apprentice, attached mm. building appendage. 
Mm. Oh, that's interesting. From medieval uh, Latin appendicium. So it's it's I would guess pent is like five. Yeah. Well, I would have guessed it's like the the you know the the point. Yeah, because there's a pentagon. At pen, the top. There's a, no, there's like a pent, like a pent. pent. But actually, it's more like appendix. Well, what else can pent mean? Pent can from, mean from Latin. Another term for pent up. You know, pent was used a lot more in 1800 than it is today. That's a great, great point. It's from the Latin appendere to hang. Modern mm. spelling is from 1530 by folk et- etymology influence of Middle French pente, slope, and English house. Hmm. So it has a dual meaning, the real meaning and the fake the fake etymology. Hmm. Uh, the meaning at that time was attached building with a sloping roof or awning. Originally a simple structure, in Middle English homilies described Jesus' birthplace in the manger as a penthouse. Hmm. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. The original penthouse. This is the wealth The gospel. world's <laughs> oldest penthouse. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you could say like, you know, the kind of loser, you know, kind of uh, social gospel is like, oh, Jesus was born in the manger. But the cool, like, Creflo dollar. Jesus but- was born in a penthouse. Yeah, he was. Mm. Uh, yeah, me- meaning mm. apartment or small house built on the roof of a skyscraper, first recorded in 1921. From that point, dates its association with luxury. That's ah. fascinating. So it just it means it's sloping roof, uh, which used hmm. to be modest until 1921. Huh. Uh, here are things with the same root, with pen. Because you, you want, the, you want these words? Uh, I would very much like these words, yeah. Okay. Append. Hmm. Appendix. Hmm. Avoir du poids. Hmm. Compendium. Hmm. Compensate. Hmm. Compensation. Hmm. Counterpoise. Hmm. Depend. Hmm. Sus- dispense. Hmm. Equipoise. You don't want to hear... Okay. Expend. Expense. Expensive. Hydroponics. Impend. Painter. Hydroponics? Hydroponics. Impend. Painter. I'll look that up. Uh, pansy. Penchant. Pen. Pendant. Pentative. Pending, pendular, pendulous, pendulum, pension, pensis, penseps, perpendicular, peso, poise, ponder, ponderous, pound, prepend, prepense, preponderate, propensity, recompense, span, span, spangle, spanner, spends, spider, spins, spindle, spinner, spinster, stipends, spends, spends. There you go. Penthouse party. That's cool. Okay. So a spider spin uh, was originally uh, from Speedra from Spin. Thron, literally spinner from spin, meaning to spread. So it's, okay. This is fascinating. It's really not. All right. So we're so now we know that a penthouse is a type of house. The same thing that means. Wow. It gets real quiet. Same thing that means spin also means uh, ponos. Okay. All right. We're done with that. Um. All right. So that's I don't I don't cut Mark's mic off often, but um. That, I feel like that was a good reason to. Uh, <laughs> Right, uh, do, do you want to finish the other words of house here? No. Uh, he does the next two lines. Are oh, oh in, the, in the script. Sorry, I thought. Okay, all right. Yes, in the script. What else? How, okay. I thought I, I thought I told you to keep that punk out of this house. There we go. That's the Mister Mooney line I was talking about. Flanagan, get the hell out of my house. That's oh, good. Okay. If so you, he sees it as a house. If you walk out of this house right now. Uh, and then the uh, drinks around the house is the final one. So of course. he's the only one in the movie. Mr. Mooney's the only one who refers to a house being a house. Well, it's, and he's very committed to his penthouse being a house. Yes, but which I, think, I mean, if you own a penthouse, you I, I you want to you want to you know I think trump it up for lack of a better. I, I think word. He's, he's a dedicated Christian, uh, and he wants he, to believe that he's living modestly like Jesus. It, yeah, that, that does make the most sense. Yeah. Okay, we've got four scenes, did you say? What? Four, four scenes. scenes, yeah. 
Okay. So we start. Uh, should we analyze the scenes in order? Yeah. Let's do them. Let's do them in order this time. Okay. Let's try that. Uh, so scene number, number one. Number one. Uh, I'd say. What would you call this scene? I'd say. I'd call it the stab scene. The stab scene. Well, he's not. He, there's no stabbing that happens in the scene. Well, no, it's happening as this. I mean, the scene is the progression of time during which the stab must happen. I think the stab scene happens in the last five minutes, so that should be called the stab scene. Okay, we'll call the last five minutes the stab minutes. I would call this the the post stab. Post stab. Scene. Okay. Yeah, let's call it the cleanup. Ooh, I like it. Okay, this- so so Flanagan walks in on Coglin. Well, first he leaves Carrie's place. He leaves place. Carrie's place. Well, Carrie and Coggins. Uh, well, she makes a statement, you're just scared. Is he? I wrote that down, is he scared? And then I was like, I don't actually want to talk about this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's scared. I, I don't th- know. I, I don't... think she's just trying to berate him to keep him to stay. Yes. So yeah. I think. But I just, I guess, I mean. I'm calling her bluff. Uh, yes, I think it's it's a it's like a meaningless line is kind of why I did not want to dig into it. Like I don't think there's a whole lot of intent behind that line. What about his line? Uh, I don't know just what the f I'm doing. That's a good line. Yeah, that's, that's a, a line. good line because it's it's true. It is. And he and then his next line is somebody help me, which I feel like there's a nice you know we're getting to really uh, he's kind of realizing his own uh, you know vulnerability Before here. He says this. Let's just imagine what do you think his plans are. Because he is now leaving, he's walking down past the UN. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'd be curious. Is he gonna? Is he gonna flag the issue with the UN? Yeah, I think he's gonna file <laughs> uh, a human rights violation. Kerry like Progden <laughs> ask for a, a multilateral strike uh, by the Coalition of the Willing uh, on the Progden pad. Uh, but uh, do you think he should come back? And like his line when he says, "Hey, Doug, Doug," do you, if Doug is just there and asleep. Is he going to like say, like, hey, Doug, hey, Doug, yeah. uh, hey, Carrie uh, made a pass at me. Is that his line? <laughs> I thought about this, too. I I don't know. I feel like it's it's he's going to Doug because Doug has the answers. Because other and options. And he's confused. He doesn't know what to do. Yes. Let's um, talk about options. He didn't have yeah. to go back to the rowboat. Carrie's dream. He, he could have because he didn't leave anything. Well, you know, he could have just gone home. He could have gone home. Yeah. Uh, but he so, could have gone. But why is he? He's is he trying to? He's trying to go back to Doug to check on him, to ask him for advice, to tell him what happened. He wanted to make sure his throat was nice and intact. <laughs> he's, he, I mean, they have that sort of connection. You know, they know when each other are in trouble. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I or is it just or is it kind of like, hey, I'm shook up. All shook up. He's all shook up, mm. and he wanted to go back and say, uh, "Hey, Doug, I'm all shook up." Uh, Carrie. Uh, said that she's not so into this marriage thing, yet my uh, my uh, idea of marriage is sacrosanct, and I just want to share that with you, my friend. I don't think... I mean, maybe... I, is it possible he's going back to... Well, no, so Doug just gave him the speech about how everything's ruined, right? So... Yeah, and the last thing he said... I can't see him him going back to... Is he a changed man at this point? Did this like did this shake his world up so much? When, when Doug is when he realizes Doug is dead, is that you're saying that okay, or okay? Two things go on. You're let's saying go, let's when, go back in time further. Yes. Rewind, okay. Rewind rewind, rewind. 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 Let's say he goes back. He drops Carrie off, and Carrie says, "Have a good night, uh, Brian." And then he drives. He yeah, and he drives away. Which, by the way, he drives a Mercedes there, and then walks back. Well, then I think we get a then we get kind of this like blurry same music, right? As him walking back from Carrie's apartment, same music. We get a blurry montagey thing of him driving, 
and him and you know and just kind of blurry, blurry, blurry. In the but he's car not driving because he 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 parked in their car in the garage. No, no, I'm saying if he had just dropped carry off, but he would park their car in the garage regardless. Oh, right. Then how's he going to get home? Well, I think he's going to walk no matter what. Okay, then we get a blurry scene of him walking. Or riding the bus. Maybe the yeah, bus schedule Yeah, he's walking, he's walking, he's walking. Uh, and he gets back, and uh, Coughlin, at this point, because it's earlier, is, mm-hmm. is writing his letter now. Wow. Yeah. So he, it's his fault. It is his fault. For staying too long. Yes, exactly. At the, at the Prognan estate. I think that uh, Coughlin the said Prognan to himself, house, The Prog house. Yeah, if nothing, if nothing uh, goes on mm. uh, uh, below... Uh, Below reproach, uh, he'll come back at a time which I'm finishing the letter, uh, and I'm on the clock. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably what he's. I mean, he, here he's the detective is taking notes and he's explaining things to him. That's probably what he's explaining. Yeah. He says you're under arrest yeah. for not coming back in time to your friend. Yes. Uh, no, but I mean, in all seriousness, he goes back. Let's get serious about it. Let's though. get very serious. Yeah. I mean, this we, we've joked a few times. But let's get serious. I think he's going back. Largely because he's bored. Mm. I think like, no matter what, he'd probably go back and say, hey, it's still a fun night to drink some Remy. Maybe. Even though at this point it's the morning. But if Wait, no, 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 no. Because the whole reason he left in the first place was like, oh, it's late. We got to get home. Right? Um, or was it was that him or was that Carrie? How did they leave? Do you remember? Carrie said, um, Carrie said that, Doug, Doug, wake up. I want to go home. Hmm. Uh, and it says, "You're walk me to my apartment after the get back." So, so mm. really, she just wants to go home at this point. Let's say it's like two in the morning. So it's just implied that Brian offers to drive her home. Yes, and Coglin's slipping it off. Yeah, and he's gonna come back at this point. Let's say, okay, what time did he leave? I'd say they left at between one and two a.m. Sure, yes, it was still packing. Yep. But this is this is the uh, the hysteria. Yep. So they uh, get back to the Prognan estate at like two. Th- 215, 220. Sure. Yep. Uh, then let's say it's a normal situation, 20 seconds. Yep. Then he walks back or catches a bus. Yep. Let's say he's back. I don't think he's getting back in time. They live in the Upper East Side. So they're in the right neighborhood. I think it takes like, it's like a 45 minute walk. Walk back to his apartment. No, walk back, the, the walk back to the boat. Walk back to the boat. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they drove, then it's got to be more than a short walk. So at this point, um, the bar is starting to clear out. Mm. Coglin is still sleeping. That's what his thought is. Mm. Uh, and. They, he just kind of like have one more Remy, chill. Yeah. Uh, play with his toys a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and now let's say. In, in, and avoid tragedy altogether. In fact, it was not a few minutes. It was more like an hour. So mm. I think it does like. It, we saw. We, it, it was probably yeah. an hour went on. The elevator yeah, yeah. was slow. Yeah. Uh, and then he got back at like four in the morning. It's already light out. It's more like five. It's, it looks. It's basically, you know, it's it's that. It's, it's dawn. Yeah. Yeah, it's dawn. Uh, I think it's five in the morning, and I think at that point he's like saying, "Well, Doug's sleeping. I'm still awake. Maybe I'll sleep in the boat. Is this easier than going back to to uh, Long Island?" Oh, that's a good point. He's just looking for a place to sleep. Maybe. Um, that's possible. Although he does, he, this is very clear. He goes back at this point. He should assume Doug is sleeping. Yeah. And instead, he yells down, "Hey, Doug! Doug!" Is that that's pretty rude? That is pretty rude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it works better on film because it lets you know something's a bit weird here. Uh, so that's that's what's going on. Uh, so then he instead finds Doug uh, sleeping on the table in, in a pool, in a pool of red syrup of some sort. Yep. 
Uh, and, and then and thinks still does not seem to process what has happened. Well, what do you do if you come if you're if you're visiting on a friend? Yeah. Who you expect to be sleeping, and he in fact is sleeping, yeah. but he's sleeping in a pool of red syrup. That's the first thing I do is you know go and ascertain the, yeah, the temperature. Just go and dip your dip your fingers in the in the red syrup just to see what it is. Yeah, yeah. If it's, yeah. I mean, normally it's going to be cold raspberry syrup. Yep, and it's and, and that'd be ta- you know, and tasty. Yeah, and you'll feel it from the touch. It's like, oh, this is cold from the refrigerator. Yeah. If it's lukewarm, you know, boy, he's been sleeping in this raspberry syrup for hours. <laughs> If it's warm, then you're talking blood. Yes. And then you got issues. Yeah. And and Brian dips in. He's shocked. It's warm. And he starts screaming. Because he's, wow. not, he's not at all concerned until he dips his fingers. I know. It's weird, right? He's got to make physical contact. Is it possible that, that Brian Flanagan's actually blind? I don't think so. Oh, okay. All right. Because we saw fan, that's, a, that's a fan theory, though. <laughs> it's a fan theory. Yes. <laughs> I think if we watch the movie backwards, that'll actually bear itself out. That is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I think there's clues. Okay, let's you know. listen. Morning time. Oh, yeah, very squeaky. You can see Robert Moses Park there by the UN. Here's a boat. How much do you think it costs to park your boat here? Mm, like $100 a Nine. week. Wow, that's cheap. Oh. I should get a boat and live off of that breeze side. Hey, Doug. Ah. Very loud. Doug. Doug. What the? Uh. Help me! Somebody help me! So that. Uh, uh, what the? Uh. He. It's like he's getting punched in the stomach. Yes. With the truth. It is. Uh, at that point, he thought he could handle the truth. Uh, what is uh? Okay, so your big line is somebody help me. Somebody help me. So the key somebody, was, somebody help me. Yeah, it, it is. That could have been written in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. Somebody help. You know, there's a man. No, who's somebody help me is very intentional. It is because yeah, it's, it's would you have and thought, the way he delivers that line, it's it 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 feels. I mean, it doesn't feel like the practical call for help of there's an emergency situation here. I need emergency assistance. Yeah. It feels like a deep uh, emotional call for help of, I have nothing left now. What am I going to do? Yeah. So at that point, you think he actually doesn't care if like he knows it's beyond any help for Mr. Doug? Or is he actually, is that he's, he, does he mean to say this hurt man needs help? Because he, like he doesn't need help. I think his, it, well, it ties into his, his previous line. I think he doesn't know what to do. I think that's true. And not not ju- I mean he doesn't know what to do with Doug and then he doesn't know what to do in general. His life has lost purpose now. Doug gave him purpose. Doug is now gone. But he does seem like this the Carrie Prognan experience. Yep. The name of my new band. That's uh, a great band name. Is uh he is uh it it shook him. All shook up. He got all shook up and I think that he is now like he is now disillusioned. And he like no matter if Doug is healthy, he's gonna come back. And what do you think? What do you think his plan would be at that point? He's like, "Hey, Doug, you're ruined, and your the love of your life uh, is actually uh, not a great fit for the holy uh, union of your marriage." Mm. Uh, what What do you think he would do? Do you think like, "Hey, we need to bro out some some more, uh, kind of start over from scratch"? What do you What do you do? I guess it could be. Let's, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go back to Jamaica. 
Let's go back to Jack yeah. on. Yeah. I, that could be what he could say. Yeah. Is, I mean, do you think it'd be productive? Or is just like, hey, let's take it simple. Let's just uh, enjoy some time on the boat. I mean, I think it would be, I, I think it would just be them going to sleep. Realistically. Yeah. Spooning. Yes. yes. <laughs> Very romantic. Uh, but I think the question, I mean, I mean, a lot of things happen at once. Like there's climax after climax, which is... Mm-hmm. Carrie makes a pass at him. Then mm. Doug is dead. Mm. And then, I mean, it's, it's, and his entire life changes, I think, in a way, be- only because of the cascading. Uh, in the book, as we talked about, uh, the Doug being dead scene happens when he is at a low point and he actually goes to uh, uh, Fire Island mm. uh, to, like, just way out in uh, Long Island. Fire K? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, to get a uh, to get a job because he actually needs a job, mm. and he goes there and he finds out that he can't get a job because Doug is dead and his bar is no longer a going concern mm. due to his death. Of, of That's the, a lot less dramatic, but it works better because it just kind of leaves this kind of like boy, yeah. this sucks. You know, yep. it's like this aching uh, feeling of of something just like, and you lose this character who's vibrant in the first thirty pages of the book. Yeah. At this point, it's less of just, oh boy, I have less things in my life now, and more of there is an act of tragedy, and I need to do stuff. Yeah. Um, so anything more we need to deal with that, or do you want to go to uh, the, uh, the 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 night, what do they call uh, the Dark Knight of the Soul? Dark Knight of the Soul. Dark Knight of the Soul. Oh, kind of oh the, yeah, the, wolf, the wolfing hour. The wolf, wolf hour, hour, the wolf, the wolfing hour. The hour of Wolfman Jack. Yes, uh, no, the hour of the wolf. Uh, um, so... Um, or anything more from the person. Yeah, I do have a, I do have one one more thing. Saved money. I've worked out alone with my uncle for some more. Here it is. Um. Uh. I, oh yeah. I just wanted. So the details of Doug's death, right? The D's of D's D. The D's of D's D is <laughs> on D Day. Um. So there's a broken Louis tray bottle on the table. Yes. Oh, you want to talk logistics? Yes. And he's 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 fallen over the table. His head is on the table. He's not falling over the table. He's okay, just, he's, he's, he's falling against the table. His yes. head is on the top of the table. Yes. There is blood pooling on the table. Or I, pooled on the table. Yeah, I would say past tense. <laughs> the, the pooling has been done. Pool, pooling has been done. Um. So, so I guess this, I mean, what we're meant to, I mean, we don't see explicitly. Oh, here we go. We're looking at it right now. What we don't see explicitly is, I mean, I assume it's that he slit his neck with the... Louis Trey bottle? Is that yeah, the implication? The question, do you deal with, with the big part? Like, you took the handle, snapped, smashed it, yeah. then took the entire thing and you just kind of like... That's the, that's the or thing you, I'm... Or take a nice shard. Like, here's a nice shard, like yeah. a knife. But that's what I'm I'm kind of struggling with here is I think that's... I, I, I don't know that that's easily doable. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, your neck... Your, yes, your neck is fragile, but yeah. you pushing inward toward yourself with like a it, it's a not it is not an ideal cutting implement let's like, be clear right and like i kind of feel like you would you'd either like reach a pain threshold or you'd like you know pass out or, the, or like in the book it's less it's less showy it is he uses a shotgun to shoot carrie and then himself wow we talked about this last app but yes <laughs> like everything is new to me yes yes um so yeah so so Right, so I just feel like it's it's kind of. I mean, maybe let's let's. This is going to trigger all sorts of like you know helpline um uh <laughs> results. But let's just look up, like so you know like how is, how can I kill myself with <laughs> with a cognac bottle? 
Okay. Go, go to eHow. E, e, no. So I, I, let's start with something maybe a little bit more scientific. So so can gla- this is going to get me in so much trouble? Can glass can glass shards <laughs> penetrate? Can broken? What are, can, can a broken bottle slit your throat? Can a broken bottle slit your throat? But actually, don't be don't. That's going to draw helplines. No, say, it actually hasn't. Well, ooh, wow. You should ooh. say, can it, can oh, it boy. slit my enemy's throat? Ooh, boy. Okay. Um. So we have some Quora uh, things here. Quora is always <laughs> the best. Quora is Quora always has, unlike Yahoo answers, which are indeed Yahoos. Quora is full of people who know what they're talking about, and they're all like just intolerable and obnoxious people. Um. How do you how do you save yourself when your throat has just been slit? Well, that's I could probably be a knife at that point. Get the last word. Jonathan Maxwell. Hey, John. April 22nd, 2016. It depends on how deep the slash is. If they cut the large jugular veins or just little ones, if they cut the windpipe or not, or if they've cut the main veins and the windpipe. It also depends on how far you are for medical treatment. So did, did John get his throat slit and just <laughs> went on Quora and wrote this immediately? Jonathan Maxwell, uh, it doesn't, there isn't like a... There's no context on who these people are. It's just Jonathan Maxwell. I'm I mean, looking at Jonathan Maxwell here, I'll look at obituary. His, his 103.1 content views, 2.8K this month. Jonathan Maxwell is... Okay, I found him. Uh, he died 2016 having his, uh, <laughs> his, his uh, throat slit. Okay, good. Um, he died this is like in, in Beetlejuice where you have all the, all the people with various maladies. Like, yeah. You know, the, in the, yeah. Um, okay. Um, uh, okay, first of all, let's assume whoever slit your throat has left you to die and it not continuing to cut you. <laughs> let's also assume... Let's also assume you have a phone. Your blood vessels had been cut, but the windpipe has not. The windpipe is a bit thicker and tougher than the vessels. This guy knows a lot. Plus, you need to be able to use the phone. The windpipe is like... It's like wow. a thick piece of... Like, nearly as hard as cartilage, right? Um... It's yeah, I mean that's what he's saying. Your best bet is to call nine one one, tell them your location, take your shirt off, and put it around your neck. The next step is to lie down, put your hand around the shirt to keep pressure on your neck, and wait. If you panic, if you try to run to help, if you try to leave, you will be losing large amounts of blood and likely won't get very far. Interesting. So is, you, it, is it, here's a question: Like, so Coughlin did the right thing. Is your jugular assumed to be cut or not? No, no. In this case, it's yes. Yeah, so it's it's your your blood vessels had been cut. Okay, but the windpipe has not. Your vessels, not your, but, not your well, artery. I don't. I, I, maybe you'll get into this. This is a long answer, so just bear with it here. Good. If you drive to the hospital, if you try to drive to the hospital, you will likely pass out and crash. Good. Just lie there. Try to keep pressure on the wound to slow the bleeding. Try to breathe slowly and stay calm, and pray for the paramedics to get there in time. Who, who do I pray to? <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't specify a deity. If your windpipe is cut along with your main blood vessels, you don't have much hope. Text your mom that you love her. You won't be able to speak because your lungs will be filling with blood on every breath. Wow, this got dark. You may be able to lay down on your stomach and live for a bit by keeping the blood from flooding the hole, but it will be very hard to call for help on person or phone. If you aren't within a few feet of someone who can help, you are done. If only your windpipe is cut and the cut is not being flooded with blood, then you have a pretty good chance to survive. Simply cover the hole. (laughs) It's like, an, it's like an infomercial. Cover the hole. It will hurt like hell and feel weird, but as long as you can keep it semi-airtight, you will prevent too much blood from going into your lungs and could probably hop into a car and drive to a hospital 
or pull out your phone and call an ambulance. As long as you can plug the hole with a finger, you should be able to speak semi-normally. The best way to survive is to not put yourself in a situation where your throat may be slashed to begin with. That's a good, Always good, good conclusion there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here, the second answer from Max Singer just says it's difficult. Uh, <laughs> um, and then says many other things, but let's ignore those. Um, wow. Yep. Um, oh, this is someone who actually works in an ER. They say they I never the saw a cut keratin. Some, some. Uh, yeah, I, I assume so. Yeah. Um, but um, by the way, let's go back. To Doug's Doug's head. By the way, let's say he left a good looking corpse. Which by that I say, like his head was like blue in a good way. That was really good makeup. Yeah, I was really impressed by like and his eye work. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, he he did look. He he looked, um, like compelling. Yeah, and like he looked like vibrantly dead. Right? Yes, he did. He looked like yeah. the kind of dead guy you want to know. Uh, and by the way, a little bit behind the scenes uh, of factoid. Uh, Brian Brown did not die. He actually uh, continues to be alive. So this this was just good. This is movie magic. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Um. So yeah. So I think we're. Um. Wow. So broken bottle is the key thing here. The broken bottle. Broken bottle. Yeah. So or wait, yeah. I don't think that kind of got lost in the query here. Well, put in quotes. Um. The best method of breaking a beer bottle for all your holiday brawls. Yeah, that's the thing. Broken Here's bottle ha- in like in in a bar, it's assumed like this will be bad, but it probably won't be a guaranteed death maker. This is on uh, Io9 uh, or on Gizmodo, which is an interesting place for this article to be. Uh, the best method of breaking beer bottle for all your holiday brawls. It is a gadget. Let's say someone has gotten a little sassy at your family's holiday gathering. <laughs> um, skip skip to the, the yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Okay, take an open beer bottle. Interesting. Filled to within two inches of the top with liquid. Hold it in front of you. This then is not useful. I mean, swap it hard with the heel of your free hand. The bottom should neatly break off the bottle. What? Leaving a long weapon with a jagged side. Yeah, but I mean, this is not the question. Mm. Is not is he able to break the bottle? I believe he did. Yeah, he's totally able to break the bottle. Well, we see the evidence of that, right? So it's like basically, maybe I should rephrase: is is a broken bottle sharp? enough sharp and strong enough to to cut to cut to cut to see cut what happens could a sword cut cleanly through glass that's another Quora thing um why is an edge of broken glass so sharp oh here we go it needs to have an edge wait what it's sharp enough to cut yeah I don't I there's not a whole lot of info out there on this um, cut skin. I mean, it is sharp enough to cut skin, but I mean, the, the neck is a is a. I believe I believe that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so we know a few things. That one, if he just he didn't have to sever the windpipe. He just if he just severed the 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 blood. What are you doing? Are you finding good info? It got real bad. It got real bad. It got it. it. <laughs> Of course you can use broken glass to cut your... Okay. Quora's right. answer. We're, gonna, we're just going to leave Quora. Yeah. No, I mean, so the answer is, did he have to cut his windpipe to die? No, he could have just cut his vessels and bled out. And I think he did. Oh. Uh, cut his neck vessel. The vessels in his neck. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's still... I mean, it's... Uh, sure. I mean, it's just... I'm just saying it's 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 non-trivial. I mean, I think the amount of blood you see on the table, if yeah. that went into his windpipe... 
uh, I think you would not see so yeah. much of the table. You would yeah. have left a nice clean table. Sure, yeah. Um, okay, so let's, let's anyway. Let's okay, on. so that just stuck out to me. Just you know, scene one. Uh, scene one. Uh, what was it called? And again? scene. And scene. Uh, scene two. Uh, I would say it's the dark night of the soul. The, the hour dark, of the wolf. The hour of the. There's an episode of Babylon Five called The Hour of the Wolf. I bet there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, a quick update for our fans. Uh, any any good snack hacks lately? I have I've been immersed in so many good snack hacks. Uh, it's it's actually quite fantastic. Well, what's the best uh, snack you hacked? I haven't personally hacked any snacks yet. Yeah, but I'm reading about how to. So I you took a photograph of a hack. Hacking that was snack. at a restaurant. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it just looked like a snack hack. What what is a what is a snack hack you wish to attempt? Um, take a take an avocado, split it in half, sprinkle a little sea salt in it, dribble some balsamic vinegar in it, take a spoon, you get yourself a little uh, little impromptu salad. Is is that in the in avocado it? salad? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, what's that? What, what what video game is that related to? I don't know. So do you know for a fact it is in there? Oh, it's in a video related to the book. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, there's a book out there called Snack Hacks. Uh, you probably heard about it if you uh, if you went to Claudia Khan 2011. <laughs> if you're um, all immersed if, in the Babylon 5 if fandom. Big, if you're a big Claude head. Big CC head. Yeah, so uh, it seems like it seems like you enjoy the book. Uh, what was the point? I do. Yeah, you it's up, nice. Yeah, it seems like a nice book. It's actually, it's. I mean, it's, it, it has some quirks. Good. Um, Books yeah, have quirks. Quirks are good. Yeah, um, but it's uh, the content is actually very good. Good. I uh, I, I look forward to seeing uh, your hacks. All right. Uh, I look so, forward to so hacking. Hour of the wolf. Hour of the wolf. Slow music with guitars playing. I wrote down the city has claimed another victim. <laughs> good. Good, good note taking. Yeah. Uh, so there are in this scene. Uh, is it? I would say three sub scenes. Yeah, we've got sub scenes. We've got we've got the walking. Walking around the corner. Walking around the corner. Uh, dining and dashing. Dining and dashing, and then funeral. And funeral. And then there's a very slow fade from the funeral to the apartment. Yeah, a lot of fades, a lot of weird choices here. So do you, do you note the weird thing I noted during the scene? Do you note what I noted? Did you? No. Uh, so what, like, as he turns the corner, it fades out and then fades in to the same shot of him turning the corner half a second earlier. Mm. Is that a goof? Or is that is this like a it's all it's, 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 this is an editing everything technique. is confused, it's distorted, it's, it's, the, it's you don't know what's happening. It's the opposite of elliptical editing. Mm. I, I forget it's when you stretch out time. Uh elliptical editing is when you anti elliptical editing. Yeah. Um This may not be the most what well, yeah, what is the opposite in that? But the opposite edit- of elliptical would be like rectangular. <laughs> is there. it rectangular editing? You perf- yes, you're right. <laughs> uh, so elliptical editing is sometimes you see a shot being done, and you realize if you if you showed it one for one in seconds, it would be really boring. Mm. So sometimes if someone's like walking from scene to scene, you can just do shot of them leaving, shot the next room, cut on action. And it happens much faster in real life, and it's actually tighter, it's more exciting, mm. it's just less excruciating yes as opposed to like a talking cat had the absolute editing when it showed like a car driving on a road for two hours of real time uh that's uh so the opposite of that is when you stretch something out sure and him turn on the corner for some weird reason was stretched out him walking up from the diner was stretched out he, mm. he sits up twice from it uh and then you see one long fade out my theory is this could be done for one of two reasons that come to mind. One mm. could be this just makes it feel better and more morose 
that like yeah. he can't eat like it just this works thematically yes I don't think it, I think that's true the second thing is is this because like they had like they didn't have enough footage the sound cue and they had to stretch the footage to make sure everything hit I would assume they have enough footage to make it work and we know that I think the sound happened last because the score yeah. was written like it seems like the, the weekend before it was ready or something yeah so I think the editing was already done yeah uh, so I think it's done only for it's a weird choice you don't see much of this to be honest certainly not in such a subtle way if you see this kind of stuff usually it's pretty showy yeah uh, so let's watch it next go around uh, okay scene one do you, what do you know of the scene where he turns the corner um, I noted um, not really that much, but I didn't pause it. I just there, watched there it. There are three factoids, I like to say. Three factoids. Okay. Factoid he, number one. He passes a store, and what does the store sell? Mm, oh. Um, what does the store sell? Uh, televisions. Oh, right. And they're all showing the same commercial of a woman with a sweater opening and closing. Huh. Uh, okay. Fa factoid two, there is a uh, vagrant on the ground yep. sitting in the booth and watching intently that, that commercial on the TV. Yes, and opening and closing their sweater. Yes, he's learning how to open and close yes. his sweater. Okay. Uh, so it's a pink sweater. Looks looks comfortable. Cool. Uh, uh, he passes a prostitute as he turns the corner. Two. Two? Okay. So it's two factoids. Two uh, prostitutes. Yeah, uh, two prostitutes. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's basically all I know about the corner scene. We'll watch it when it comes up in a second. Anything you want to add to that? Um, Very similar to Eyes Wide Shut, which you've not seen, right? I have not hey, seen Doug. it. Why no. you watch it? It's good. Doug. 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 Oh, yeah. Does, does the corner scene happen as part of this or in the next one? What the? Uh. 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 Help me! Somebody help me! Uh. Uh. Somebody help me! Doug. Doug. Yeah, corners immediately after that. We go straight to corner. Bodies being loaded in. So let's say this happens like 10 a.m. Um, wow. He's very professional. He's able to answer his questions. Anything you can tell me about what happened tonight. Okay. Sweaters being opened and closed. It's a good ad. There's some other, other goods. There you go. Do, oh, wow. Yep. Yep. He walks there twice. It's that actually looks like a... Like an editing error. It looks in the, like when you do a when I mean, or I guess it was eighty-eight. I don't know if they edited this. Um, they didn't use a physical editing. They would have used a physical editing they machine in eighty-eight. They would call for an optical, like please dissolve these things. Yeah, but like when you do that, if you if you blend the wrong, um, uh, or sorry, if you cut the clip before you do the transition, wrong, right? Like, yeah. if you cut it too far, then you end up with a transition that repeats some of the clip. Yeah, I mean, I, I, are you saying that be based upon your use with, like, Pro Tools and stuff? Yeah. I mean, this that's digital, although it's meant no, to No, I, I just assume if it's if it's possible to do that accidentally digitally, it's probably also possible to do it accidentally physically. Possibly. I it's mean, probably it, even easier because you, I you, know, don't, you know, don't like, have a clear indicator of where the clip starts and ends. I don't know a lot about the physical work of editing with physical stock, but like a lot, a, a simple edit is you take a thing of celluloid, you cut it, mm -hmm. you, you actually physically tape it, and you're ready mm -hmm. to go. If My you're doing a wrong. dissolve, I think you have to send it out to a shop. Yeah. I like so me. I think you send it to a shop saying, please, from these, like, from, from this, you know, uh, cell to this cell, uh, over this frame to this frame, and then please lap it with this. Yeah. And I think to do it twice, you have to make two dissolves. It's not like something you do by accident. But I know 
in the no, 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 but that's not what that's not quite what happened here, right? So what happened here was the clip before the dissolve went past oh, the start of the dissolve. So it's just it's the same frame, yeah. But you could have just said, please overlap these two things, and if the overlap is, I guess the question I'm is, I'm saying they didn't cut the clip before the dissolve uh, uh, short enough. They let it run long. I guess my such that it runs past the start point of the dissolve. I guess my question is: Is that something that takes work to do? Like, because you'd have to duplicate it, or no. is it kind of the thing of like, if you're working with something with physical celluloid in the shop, yeah, it would be a lot of work. To, oh, we had to copy it first because the overlap. Um, no, that's I, well, no. I think if you're doing a dissolve, you're copying it anyway, right? I don't know. I mean, maybe, I assume maybe. so. I mean, for applying any effect to your to your film, I'm sure but you're usually copying dissolve it. two different scenes. Yeah, don't but you're still not going to do that with like what the originals. I know who well, you so are you make now. two copies instead of one. Is what you're saying? Um, if you just leave, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's no, no, no. But no, but what I'm saying is is not that. I, I uh, what I'm just saying is that the the when they cut the clip before the dissolve, assuming the dissolve is a separate like effect uh, strip, yeah. right? That's going to go right after the scene before the dissolve. You're going to cut that scene before oh, the dissolve yeah. at some point. You see this a lot when you do this in a dissolve. You'll see the actual film stock kind of like change yeah. quality yep. because you're cutting to the optical yes, effect. exactly. But I would say you're describing that, okay, before you start, you make a copy. You make two copies, one of each. Yeah. In this case, they made three copies, two before, one after. But the dissolve, we'll have to watch it a little more closely. I don't think the dissolve starts until after we've played normal... What? No. Scene leading leading into the dissolve. No, because no? the, the dissolve starts and then it restarts. Yeah, it's it, the, it, the scene fades into itself. Huh? That would be that would be hard to do. What's it, it's doable, but it just takes extra time. I mean, maybe they just like just sliced and diced this puppy. Maybe like you know, or maybe he just is like overlap these frames in the optical studio. Like okay, whatever. Yeah, but he does it twice in a row because there's a more mild effect. Which that happens. would would argue for it being intentional. Yeah, it's yeah. Interesting. The fact it happens twice does argue for it being. I mean, also the fact it's like a movie that was probably looked at very closely by many people. You think so? Or are you joking? No, I mean it's it's a this was a major blockbuster film yeah i think i think continuity I, editing is the kind of thing that like studio producers probably don't like breathe down your neck too much about sure i think like you're a fine editor just yeah. whatever it's fine no but i guess i'm what i'm more saying is the editor probably would have looked at it more than once <laughs> and if they're a professional editor in the movie industry they probably notice if the transition isn't correct <laughs> i don't know you can watch like people made fun of the continuity editing for that uh freddie mercury movie last no, it, year not the continuity editing just the the amount of cuts sure there weren't any mistakes there. It was just excessive. Yeah. So it's interesting. We don't see the day after. Is this, is it, is the day after? You don't think the funeral happens the day after? Oh, well, no, because I'm saying immediately. Immediately, he goes to the corner. The corner comes. Yeah. Yeah, the corner comes to you. You don't go to the corner. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Walking. 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 Turning corner. No. No, that's that's a that's a mistake. I think it's a it's an effect. Now watch it watch him sit up. Same thing happens here. Or wait So he's he's sitting in the in the chair. Oh wait, no 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 hold on. No no uh, no well, watch, okay. watch watch yep. watch watch. He's uh and he's enjoying his coffee. Yep. And then it fades into Okay, nope. Yep, that's intentional. <laughs> it was really yeah. weird. 
Yeah, no, no, I think you're right. It's basically a dissolve where they just use it dissolved into itself. I yeah. think you sometimes yeah. see this as a drunk effect. Like you're yeah. so drunk that yeah, like, yeah, that was just I think kind of which, what this is going for. Which but it makes them feel heavier. Like yes. you're turning the corner and yep. like you're so depressed that it feels heavy to just lift your body and do yep. things. Yep. And I think it, I think it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it does. Um, and uh, he tries to go to a diner just enjoy himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes to a funeral. Funeral, I would like to say, good turnout. Like yeah, twenty people. And yeah, also, yeah, decent number of people. I mean, Coglin knew people. And well, and it and wasn't Cog- I, Coglin's Coglin's kind of people. part of like a you know a very notable wealthy family now as well. Oh, you think they're all <laughs> prognants? They um, quite a few of them might be uh, prognants. Yeah, wrote, I wrote waspy. I think that uh, like his kind of people are bar low lives. Yeah, no, I'm guessing they're all prognants. Wow, Coglin didn't have any other friends. Isn't that sad that he didn't have any friends go to his funeral? Well, he had Brian Flanagan. But what about the Fridays, folks? You know, is the woman he gave crabs to? You know, uh-huh. there's all, all his good buds there? Yeah, all the good buds. What if the guy who ran the cell block? Wouldn't that have been nice? That would have been nice. That would have been really nice. Yeah. Okay. And he just says, like, he gives a eulogy. He's like, I was so happy I got you to work for me. Bury the dead. That would be a cool scene. That'd be crazy. And then the the um the uh yuppie, yuppie, yuppie poet shows up and does does a reading. That would be so good. <laughs> It would ruin the tone of the movie. It would be so good. Because that's the thing, too. The movie's goofy, and yeah. then you just kind of hit these notes at the end. Yeah. It's like, okay, serious, serious, yeah, serious. Yeah. By the way, this is Earful of Cocktail here on Casey Shear Stanford. Welcome, folks. Unless you're listening on the podcast, and then it's not. Yeah. Um. So what do you think he did between corner time and night walking around the corner? Um... No, I think it's implied that happens after coroner, right? Yes, but the corner was in the morning, and then it got dark out. So no, that was still morning. They walk around the corner. No, the light is out when the corner's there, and it's dark out when he's walking around the corner. Oh, keep in mind, I'm saying corner and then corner. I know, I know, that's confusing. Yeah, with with the so in the corner scene, the corner scene, in the corner scene. Yeah, the, the, I know which one. Yeah, you know, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. so in the corner scene, yeah, it's light out. But in the corner scene, in the corner scene, it's dark out. Yeah, darker. I mean, it's not totally dark. It's pitch black. It's pitch black in the corner scene. No, in the corner scene, it's the lights in the, out. In, no, in the corner scene. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but in the corner scene, in the corner scene, it's like it's it's full sun out. It's a bit overcast. Maybe there's overhead lights or something. Doug is dead. Uh, no, it's what? he came through in the morning. The maybe, corner, maybe the corner is lighted. Maybe. No, I'm saying at night proud. in the yeah. corner scene. Yes. It's at night. It's like, it looks like it's midnight. Too late. I don't want to make that same yes. Too yeah, in the corner scene. Yeah. No, in the corner scene, the lights up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Out. Okay. So, uh, and then in the diner scene, it's also, right. yeah. it's also dark. Yes. Saved money. So, I've worked out alone with I, did he go to sleep or do you think he's like up for days? Um, you're scared. I think he's up for the. Well, I think the next day he probably did not get much scared. sleep. Well, because he's been up all night. He's been up all night. Yep. Um. I don't know. So, uh, want to move ahead to the bro pad scene? I do. I do. Okay. So then he goes back to the bro pad. That's where there is a letter waiting for him, or he's he it's brings the letter the in with him. Yeah, as part of the mail. Um, bro there, there's pad. multiple things. He gets mm. a letter. Mm-hmm. He opens it up, kind of nonchalantly, mm-hmm. and then finds out because uh, I guess it's addressed without a return address. Because he's mm. not like, oh, this is Carrie. He just opens it up, and it is handwritten by Carrie. Yep. Saying uh, Brian. 
Uh, Doug left this for you, Carrie. Yes. Very matter of fact. Yes, I, I looked at this closely. Uh, so she could have written the outside, but instead she wrote it on the inside. Uh, does this... Okay, question one. What is the mechanism here? The mechanism is... Wait, what do you mean the mechanism? Where was the letter left? Oh, right, because Flanagan was... Yeah. Flanagan was at the boat. Yes. So he would have found the letter if Coggan left it at the boat. Oh, uh, if it was on the table or something. What if he put it in what his he, internal like, jacket or he, pocket? Or he put it somewhere that he knew Carrie would look for it. Then why would he want... He doesn't want Carrie to find it. He wants Flanagan to find it. That's question two, which is how... Like, should we be proud of Carrie for passing this along yeah, well? totally. No, it, it speaks like, well it, to is Carrie. It, is this surprising yeah. that she did that? A little, a little bit, but I mean, it, in under these circumstances, right? I, it's the least she could have done. Yes. It, Although, it would have been a really... She petty did thing she, to to do, which would be like throw it in the in the ocean. It's like um, look, yeah, look, yes, yeah. Also, although at the same time, I mean, she did kill Coglin. She did. And here's the thing: I looked at. I looked at the two pieces of handwriting to see is it written in the same handwriting. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I thought Coglin's handwriting was was suspiciously neat. Uh, well, there are three pieces of handwriting here. I mean, there given is, he was drunk, like super drunk, right? That, that is a question. I wrote sober and I wrote carries. Yeah. <laughs> There's two questions but, but here. But maybe he wrote the letter earlier in the day and he was planning this anyway. But he didn't know Brian was stopping by. Well, no, we. if you wrote the letter and left it at home or something. It's like an all-purpose letter. It's like, I'm just in general planning to kill it's a letter. It's, it's, it's a letter in a sealed envelope which says, like, open upon my death. <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> I also, do you have one of those prepared? Because I need to make one of those. No. I do. Uh, I think I want to make sure my websites stay up if after I die. Mm. If I get hit by a bus, mm. I feel like I want to bus-proof myself and say, like, oh, yeah, here's my GitHub password, mm. you know? Yeah, but, I mean, you want to make sure it's not just if you get hit by a bus because that... No, only if by bus. No, no well, th- there's th- there's both making sure that it's not only when you get hit by a bus, but also if you get hit by a bus, you don't want immediately your, all your website passwords to be available, right? In case it's make it? Oh, no, because, you, yeah, you might still be alive. No, I'll be dead. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, I, I've another. The first thing says if Ooh, I get hit should by we a look bus, up. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. If I get hit by a bus and survive, the first thing in the note is please kill me. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Finish the job. <laughs> Finish the job. <laughs> um, can you get hit by a bus and survive? If it's slow enough, yes. I'm sure there's a core for this. Will getting hit by a bus kill you? Okay, no. Well, what is worse, getting hit by a car at 30 miles per hour, or getting hit by a bus? At one mile an hour. How to survive getting hit by a car according to a professional. Oh, got a professional. <laughs> professional <laughs> car getting hit by her. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. Good Quora. We're on a bus when you have the best odds of surviving an accident. Oh, no, this is for being in the bus. I thought it was going to be. <laughs> by holding on to the Outside. Back. Outside the bus. You have the best odds of surviving an accident. Uh, um literature review on vehicle travel speeds and pedestrian injuries um 5% fatality at 20 miles per hour 45% at 30 miles per hour 85% at 40 miles per hour no figure for 50 miles per hour Probably not good. but based on that trend it would be near universal most US studies showed much lower fatality rates that was a UK study that I cited there it's unclear how reliable the statistics are based on estimates by police officers I was looking up, uh, Honda was the first car company to make pedestrian crash tunnels. 
to show how he felt because they do a lot to say oh will you survive this crash but they don't do a lot to say if you hit a pedestrian yeah what is their chance of surviving because it's probably uh, pretty bad oh that or there's there was a um Tesla made some publicity around like having there's some like hood mechanism that deploys that like saves pedestrians or something. It'd be great in a car with the outside like it is airbags it's in every foam. inch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like speed racer. Yeah, I mean this sounds a lot less pleasant. I feel like we've yeah. talked about this on the air before. This, but the, the like the hood like projects forward or something, and that somehow creates a cushion. We got we got info. Oh, I was hold on. You can read off the. Uh, I was riding on the bus once in Salisbury, Austria. Ooh. Well, the Austrian connection has uh, yeah has uh, phoned in here, and it was rainy, and the bus pulled away from the curb right as somebody stepped in front of it. Mo- moist, moist, hit most hit him and smashed his umbrella, but he was totally not hurt. We are on the bus. Thought it was hilarious. Okay, it's pretty funny. Well, there you go. You can survive. There you go. It is possible to survive getting hit by a bus from from our Austrian. Connection. The Austrian connection. Okay. Um, so um the letter so yeah, the logistics of the letter getting to Brian are concerning. I didn't realize I didn't even think about there, that. There are, okay, so one note is there are three yeah. pieces of handwriting we see. We see the outside of the envelope, yep. which is please deliver to Brian. Yep. Uh this is Brian, this is from Doug. Uh the second thing is the letter itself. Yep. Exhibit B. Exhibit C, which we show, is the handwriting of Douglas Coglin writing cocktails and dreams. On the wall. On the wall. And in it's my, very messy. In my opinion, three different hands. Yes. So mm. uh, I don't think Carrie uh, wrote Douglas's fake note, but I think yep. she hired someone to do it. <laughs> there we go. Or Coughlin hired someone to do it. It definitely doesn't look like drunk handwriting, though. I mean, the, the letter does he was passed out drunk. Yeah. He was literally the, falling asleep yep. drunk. The, and then he is in a matter of, let's say... Hours, Less than two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two- which is not enough to get back to a state where you could write a very clean, very you know thoughtful, thoughtful letter. Yeah, I'd say screenworthy, screenworthy letter. Yeah, yeah. So we have to assume either he'd already written the letter, which he didn't, which he didn't. Doesn't make any sense. Or more time had passed. More time passed than we realized. No. I mean, we don't know how early in the evening. You, you think, no, we do. We you do. You think that he went for like a late night coffee? Yeah. Well, it, it's weird for him to have sobered up. Sober up, like let's say, okay, let's say that, let's say that we'll be very generous with time. Yeah. He entered the club at 10 p.m. before. Sure. Yeah. He leaves at 10:30. Yeah. Then uh, he gets back at 5:30. Yeah. So based upon this, it's actually all night. He's been just chilling out. Uh, in Upper East Side yeah. at like some all-night diner or something. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, Douglas, who was passed out drunk at 10.30, sobered up, woke up in the morning, was now feeling refreshed, a little hungover, but yeah. refreshed. Wrote the letter. Wrote the letter. Killed himself. himself. This is pl- possible. It's plausible. The hard part is, what the heck was Brian doing for six hours? Yeah. It's weird. It's yeah. weird because it does imply. There's the implication that he I, I will do this next pass uh, yeah we do want to listen to the letter but yeah I, I think the implication is that he came back right afterwards because we know Carrie goes to bed at a normal clubbing time um, yeah I don't know it's it's weird I don't think it adds up I think it was murder it's interesting it does it definitely does I mean he was he well, was Carrie has an alibi he was ruinous for the family finances yeah, Carrie is an alibi. Maybe it was Carrie's father. father. 
Whoa. Whoa. So here's the question. Okay, let's But how would he have all the context of the stuff that Coughlin is saying one. in the letter? Coughlin killed Coughlin had to have written the letter because there were several things that only him and, and Flanagan know about in that letter. But who knows you better than your father in That's true. It's not true. <laughs> so Cog Coughlin... Uh, <laughs> Although I'm not sure exactly why this letter would help uh, consolidate his <laughs> alibi insofar as was secretly delivered to Flanagan later. Okay, so let's let's assume Brian wrote it himself, uh, but he uh, maybe he dictated it and then sent it off to uh, someone to write it down. Dictated it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think why would he be in Maybe he called someone and had them write the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His secretary. <laughs> one of the one of the one of the bartenders. Actually, take, I this like this take, take this, this down. Take this down. I'm I'm com I'm committing suicide. Take down my suicide note, please. What? Please address it. Attention, Brian Flanagan. Um, uh, so I believe if he writes it, okay. So now he let's he's a, he's written down beautiful letter. Yeah. And he's at this point. Maybe he's just drunk, but he just has good hands and, and very yeah, yeah, thoughtful. Yeah. He's a very high functioning alcoholic. That's true. He folds it up. Yep. What would you do? If I'm him and I need to get that to Flanagan? Yes. Okay. I have a pickle here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself, but I have this letter because you can't leave it on the table because blood's going to get on. Yeah. And by all measures, I see zero blood. Well, you put it elsewhere with your things, with you know, with your stuff, right? Somewhere with your stuff. Like, like we, you, you know, like on the bed or, you know, somewhere. On the bed. Yeah. Somewhere that's. So a place Somewhere that people are going to look as they're investigating, like, what happened, right? But you don't want to, like, hide it. You want to, like, open up your, your, your Polaroid machine and stick it in or something, because then you'll lose it. No, no, no. Not hiding it. I mean, just leaving it somewhere. But w would he hope Brian would see it? Or? Well, he'd hope someone gets it to Brian, right? On it, doesn't it say, like, for Brian? It's addressed to Ryan. To Ryan. To Ryan. Uh, it's addressed to Brian. Although that's huh. Carrie. Yes, Carrie passed it on the rest of the way. Maybe alternate theory yes maybe carrie wants brian to feel better about the whole thing and writes the letter oh and dictates someone posthumously else. yes this is actually more plausible than almost anything else yeah so okay let's let's listen and let's say can we imagine carrie's trying to cheer up old brian yes yeah let's listen in to the magic of the letter or, I mean, Coggan could have had it handy. I mean, it could have already have been pre-written and Coggan was just saving it for an occasion. He's a very competent guy. There's a cool uh, video uh, poker machine in the back. I noticed that. I didn't... Is that... A, that is a video poker machine? It looks like solitaire. Well, I think I think it's not poker. I think it's like it's a game where you can play... I used to play touchscreen bowling in the early 90s. It was mm. fun. Great music. Great. All right. Here we go. Flanagan walking in. The letter in his hand. Hmm. On the front. No, it's inside. I know. It's a very boring letter. Yep. Okay. Open it up. Here we go. Brian, Doug left this for you. Carrie. Is this the same suit he's wearing at the funeral? Uh, yeah, it's his risky business suit. My dearest Brian, a guy like me looks in the mirror. He either grins or he starts to fade away. 
And I haven't seen anything to grin about in a long time. This may not be the most graceful exit, but I know when the bottle's empty. But the only thing I'm really gonna miss is the conversations we had going. At least I get the last word, even if I had to mail it in. Mail it? Coglin's Law. Bury the dead, they stink up the joint. As for the rest of Coglin's laws, ignore them. The guy was always full of fish. <laughs> but I guess you knew that already. And then it's signed Doug. Uh, mail it in. Do you hear the clue? This proves Mail it in. Yep. It proves Wait, it does? Why? Because how would, like... How would he mail something? How would he know it would be mailed to him? He left it behind with his stuff. Yeah. To say like, no, please, no, he mailed mail it. it. No, he mailed it. With Carrie's outer note? That's weird. <laughs> Maybe he didn't remember Flanagan's address, so he mailed it to himself. <laughs> if you just leave now. I, I... I mean, okay, maybe he's using mail, uh, you know, kind of figuratively, yeah. right? So, if he left it on the counter, would he call that mail it to him? Okay, um, let's look at like, two locations. One is he left it tucked under his pillow yeah. in the boat bed. Uh, yeah. Second one is he put it, like, under a, a clock near the door. Like, one would be something Brian conceivably could have found. Second one is one he never would have found immediately. In either case, would he have written it like he did? I'd say if he was meant to find it, he wouldn't say mail it to you. Because that's weird. It's like, I left a note for no, you. No, no, it's, it's figurative. Mail it in is, you know, as an expression. He's being funny. Right? What? Killed himself. I don't know. Okay. All right. I don't think we're going to solve this. I think Carrie uh, question, Another question yeah. is, uh, was surprising the first time I watched it, also surprising to our summary writer, uh, that he is now living back in that old apartment. Yep. Yeah, with the with the water heater, uh, the visible janky water heater and all that. Yep. We know for a fact this this is run by Pat. It's it's his family's old place. Um. Yeah. So he went to Jamaica. Did, did Pat start subletting it again? Um, must have stopped subletting it. I, or or, or, or did someone else? Well, no, I mean, it's maybe... Um, maybe he was actually continuing to rent it the whole time from Pat? That doesn't look like a good way to, rent, to save money. Well, but maybe he didn't know when he'd be back or something. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it sounds like he was like planning... I'm in Jamaica long-term. Pat... Go wild, but I thought the whole Jamaica plan was you go down there for the summer or whatever it is. You go down there for the season, but he you make a bunch of money. Yeah, mm, okay. Uh, I don't know. It's tricky. Did you read the uh, Bolton board that had the cocktails and dreams? Uh, I did not read the rest of it. No, I read the part that says cocktails and dreams. There are uh, there are six pieces of info on it. <laughs> okay, one is upper left is a postcard. I could not read it, but it looks like some sort of uh, water harbor. Ah. Oh, uh, like a like a typical kind of water harbor, like not a yeah. not a not a non-water harbor. Two of these are, I believe, photographs from Jamaica. Mm. One is like a street scene. The other one, upper left, is a street dancer on his hands. Oh, which is something that we remember from seeing in back, the Jordan from scene. back when they were when they were touring yeah. the city. Yeah. So I think I, I'm That's guessing cool. the top left might also be from Jamaica. I think it's like good memories. Yeah. Uh, bottom right is a note from William. M. Phillips, D.D., letting him know he's opening a new family dentistry. Mm. So that's something that he... Cool. And the bottom left, this is perhaps one of the weirdest ones. 
Uh, it is it is a check written by Jane Cantrill in 1987, sent to Marky e. Whitman in Torrance, California. Huh. That seems like maybe a reused prop. <laughs> I I think I think it's meant to be canonical. Hmm. So the question is either. Uh, is this probably the subletter that moved in while they were gone? Like <laughs> oh, yes, very good. And so wait, he, but then why was it written to to this Mark person? Or? Well, how often do you get a twenty five dollar check and you pin it to a bulletin board? <laughs> Not often. I uh, get some uh, notifications there on your yeah, t- uh, laptop. Please tell everyone to shut up there. I, I thought I closed it, but I didn't. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, oh, here it is. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's so. It's from from an unrelated person to another unrelated person, though. That's the part that's, in California. The, the in California, can... yeah, I, that doesn't check out. There's no reason for that to be there. <laughs> the person who received it is a Californian. <laughs> it's a twenty five dollar check, and, and they put it at the wall. Is it possible this was meant to be a prop no, that was like this is uh, Brian Flanagan's first I'm check written to him, and it's like, okay, please <laughs> do this, but instead of. Mark E. Whitman of Torrance, please make it for Brian Flanagan, and then they never did it, and no one cared? <laughs> no, I think it's just a reused prop. Uh, well, look, I forgot, to, I did not take a freeze frame, but you should look at it. It comes up in a second. So yeah. What are you going to look at? So checks down here. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna just going to take it all in. Um, and then Dennis yeah. down here. I do, I'm just going to take it all in. Just look at it all. Do you have photograph memory? Can you just say, close your eyes, say I'll snap. Just, yeah, I'll just say, um, okay, glass, take a photo. A wink. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Nice. Take it all in. I did. I did. Weird. Yeah. It's it's a it's quite the, it's like a it's like a cashier's check too. It's like not a personal <laughs> check. Yeah. It's 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 typed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. Very weird. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, one other thing is in this scene, we get a new um, Coughlin's Law. Yeah, never listen to Coughlin's Laws. Bury the dead, they stink up the joint. That's, oh, that's the new true. Coughlin's Law. That's true. And then he tells you to ignore all the other laws. So, he's saying, what is the general, what what is the, the gist of the letter? What is the thrust of the letter? It is, move on. Uh, I was ready to die. Mm, move because, on.org. Move on.org. Uh, I I am ready to die yep. because life. Bury bury me. I was I wasn't adding anything anyway. Yeah, I mean I I either grin or start to fare away. Life stopped being fun. Yeah. I'm only a joker, so I might as well just fade away. Bottles empty. You are good. Ignore this guy. It's not really the most substantial suicide note. Sure. It's just kind of like, I'm not enjoying life. Well, I mean, we we do see the, I mean, no spoilers, but like we do see Flanagan's life dramatically improve after Coughlin is out of it. So it is kind of self-aware. You're right. Yeah. But it is, that's Coughlin's, Coughlin is saying, I'm removing you of the baggage that I'm creating for you. Bury me. Forget about me. I'm only here stinking up the joint. You go be you go be yeah. you. You go girl. Uh, you in, go girl. In in a, in a more number of days. Yeah. Brian Flanagan has gone yeah. from being driftless, just kind of uh just kind of one not really know what's going on with Jordan. Uh he's like leaving in a huff from there. Remember his last line there? It's like it's like it's like you could have had this but you threw it all away or something like really stupid. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> but and um uh, 
and then he and he's just kind of like going back to to the boat and saying, "Boy, you got you got all the money, you got everything you want." It's like, "Boy, you're living the good life, you know. You got to figure it all out." He's just being a little worm again. Yes. And then, like suddenly, a few days later, he gets his note. It's like, "I gotta be an adult. I'm gonna work hard and make a bar." This like it just it's like turning on a switch. This is just I think way too much personality change like this, right? It doesn't feel... Well, it's certainly... I mean, if you are looking for something that... Some event or series of events that could catalyze some significant personality change, um, I I feel like th- this makes sense. You know, th- th- this is is of an appropriate magnitude, right? You, uh, it's that your best friend dies, you, you know, of suicide, writes you a note that is like, I was just baggage anyway... But a lot of things are like it's like it lets you know what matters. Yeah. And like it's like it's like yeah. boy, someone overreacted to something. I know what really matters. And is the thing that says like boy, Coglin didn't really have all the answers. That's yeah. kind of the superficial reading. Yeah. Yeah. Coglin, I thought he was a great mentor figure, but in fact, he was just another guy trying to figure out his place in the world. In <laughs> fact, I think you need to learn lessons by listening to the guy who's really the hero. Yourself. No. Oh. Uncle Pat. Uncle Pat, yeah. Uncle Pat is really the lesson, which is about working hard, mm. scheming, mm. doing shenanigans, uh, having a family, just being a normal, hardworking guy, because that's a good life. Not mm. living this uh, bohemian life as some mm. bartender, you know, like, because, I mean, there's two kinds of bartenders. There's the meat and potatoes bartenders, like Uncle Pat good jar of eggs and pickles mm. and you have the bohemian the bartender flare the flashy flare bartenders the, the ffs yeah yes uh, and you don't want to be an ff you don't want to be a french fry yeah absolutely you want to you want to just have a a nice Here's uncle wrong. pat existence uh so guy like me looks in the mirror so let's talk about the next scene right and final scene let's talk about the next uh, final scene. The this scene this last scene is so action-packed it's 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 fantastic. You know what I call the scene? I have two two times. The home right. invasion scene. I, I'd say first yeah, one. I would say uh, Mission Impossible miss. Zero. Yes, yes. There is a little bit of Mission Impossible here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tom Cruise just just you know early early demonstrating early on. Yes. That he had the potential. Uh, when did Mission Impossible come out? 1996. Oh, okay. So there's there's a lag there. 95, 96. Yeah. One of the two years. Yeah. Okay. So from from being discovered in '88 with the movie Cocktail. Yeah. To starring in the biggest hit of of, of the century. Yeah. In '96. Yeah. Brian De Palma. Uh, yeah. I also call this uh, Triumph of the Pat because it shows the Pat has all the answers. I call it Ride of the Valkyries. Oh, that's good. You just want to show it? Okay, so now we're seeing the Bolton board. He's crying. He's selling it. Oh, I mean, Tom Cruise is a... Very talented actor. I know who you are, pal. I've been instructed not to let you into the building. If you just leave now. Look, I just want to talk to her for a few minutes. I don't want to cause any trouble. Just send her a letter. Out. Your hands off me, man. Out. Hey. He's made it in the elevator. We now have the butler. No way he can get past No, him. the butler's screwed. Where's Jordan? Where's Jordan? She's in there. In there? Yeah. I mean, you can't go in there. I love that exchange. Jordan? The butler just screwed up so hard. Jordan! What? Jordan, I have to talk to you. What's going on? 
please, there's so many things, I don't know where to begin. Doug is dead. What? He killed himself. Ryan. He was my best friend, but he was too proud to let me help him. He was too proud to show how he felt until it was too late. I don't want to make that same mistake. Really pounding it in here. He pushed right past me into the sitting room. And I thought I told you to keep that punk out of this house. That's so, so good. I'm, Jordan, Jordan, are you in there? I have it's an amazing shot. Money. I've worked out alone with my uncle for some more. With hard work, I know I can turn it into something great. Scared. So okay, there are two uh, things. Uh, yes, there's so a, many things happening there. There's, there's a, more than two. There's an error that happened that scene. Did you catch you the error? Scared. An error? Well, the, the the door locked automatically somehow. Which door? The door when the butler's trying to stop him, he comes, he goes. Uh, Brian Flanagan goes into a room and closes a door, and and the butler is immediately unable I to get through I it. I, thought he, like, he I like, guess maybe he j- jiggles yeah, the handle like, or something. Yeah. Uh, the error is the elevator. It's going up. It yeah. rang twice, which indicates going down. Does that universally yeah. indicate going down? If you're complying with ADA laws. Ah, maybe this building was incompliant. Uncompli- maybe. Yeah. It's either, yeah. It's, it's all it's inside. Either, it's an error of of, of, uh, of the movie makers or the, or the, or the apartment. So this is the elevator in the lobby. Yes. Maybe, maybe they live in the downstairs penthouse. <laughs> the basement penthouse. Uh, no. Um, what if? What well, if, he just snuck in. He could actually go downstairs yeah, exactly. and then yeah, and wait. Then and then back. <laughs> Although then it would stop in the lobby and there'd be a very upset <laughs> doorman. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? He sneaks in the elevator, realizes it's going down. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess you'd have to get off in the basement. Well, let's talk about uh, job uh, execution. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. Here's yeah. think about the sequence of events. This would be fun in a comedy movie. So, is this a comedy? Yeah. Okay. So he goes. It's a drama. Dude. Is this the right moment in the movie for this se- sequence, though? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so he, uh, Fl- Flanagan slips into the elevator. Sure. At that point, once he slips in, doors close. He realizes it's going down. Yeah. Elevator goes down to the basement. Right. He's down to the hell. Do- you down to hell. Doors open. Right. Yeah. What's he gonna do? He can't go back up because the the doorman's in the lobby waiting. Right. Yeah. So he exits in the basement. Elevator goes back up. Yeah. Doorman. It, doors open, and then he's standing behind him at this point and pushes him <laughs> in. No, Dorman rushes into the elevator and presses the sweet button, you know, the penthouse button, to try and get after Flanagan because he thinks it's coming back down. From he the thinks top. it's coming back down from going from bringing Flanagan to the penthouse because he doesn't listen to the bells. Yes, he doesn't know. He does yeah. not like it's his job. So he, and then he so he runs up to the penthouse, and then you have a very exasperated Dorman trying to chase after Brian Flanagan in the penthouse when no one in the penthouse has any clue what's happening. That could be a funny scene. And Brian Flanagan just hanging out, the is in the out in the basement. And then he comes... What a and great then, movie. No, and then the, the oh, and then doorman he, is like running around the penthouse trying to find Brian. And then Brian Flanagan goes walks to... out the, the elevator door. He goes to the lobby, yeah. puts on a Bellman <laughs> suit, <laughs> and then he rings himself in. <laughs> yes. This exactly. movie writes itself. Oh, this movie... Oh, this is great. All right. Uh, okay. We should do a fanfic with that. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Oh, it'd be cool. Um, All right. So the, the 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 front desk guy. But he could I'd have been a little more tactful here. Well, he starts in. Okay. He starts in like at a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, you get the hell out of my lobby. <laughs> Which is just like, sorry, I can't do it. It's like, it's like you get the hell out of here. <laughs> Which is like, boy, he, he's selling it. Which I think, if it comes down from Mr. Mooney saying, uh-huh. if you see this guy in, you give him a hundred percent, get him out of here, and he did it. He but no, but there are more tactful ways to get him to leave. 
but he did not actually offer very good security keeping him away from the elevator. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the way the more tactful way to get him to leave is you say, like, oh, sorry, the Moody's are out right now. Uh, that would have worked. Right? <laughs> and you'd be very polite. But and you say, like, oh, you can come back another time. Sorry, they're not here right that's now. That's not what Moody wanted to pass, though. Moody's message uh-huh. is... Uh, okay, so by the way, a few okay, a few questions about logistics here. Yes. Question number one: How much time has passed since the scene where he read the letter? And now, I would say hours. Uh, I would say just enough time to get to get across town. Well, two things happened. We know two things happened that time. One is he switched his he switched his clothes. That's true. He does well. Maybe that's what he was wearing under his suit. <laughs> he took off his suit, and now he's wearing a green button-up shirt. Yes. Second thing happened is he negotiated a loan with Uncle Pat. That's interesting. Yes. yes. You're so right about that. Off screen. Wow. I love the fact it's like he, it's like urgent, 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 urgent. Yes. But like we know that off screen. He spent significant time talking to Uncle Pat about whether so he can like, give him a loan. Uncle Pat, my friend killed himself. I realize what I do in life is work hard. You need to uh, you need to send me credit and I'm gonna start a bar. Uncle Pat says I'm in. <laughs> he says, Yeah, exactly. Let's do this. That's that maybe that's a deleted scene. It would be such a good scene. Yeah, that would be a great scene. Because you know, behind the scene, Uncle Pat's spirit is hovering, and I think it would be good if it was made explicit. Absolutely. Spooky. I really like Mr. Moody here. Or Mooney. I have saved money. I've worked out alone with my uncle for some more. With hard work, I know I I've worked out alone with my uncle for some more. Yeah, so he's maybe he's been setting this up for a little bit, but it's been kind of on the back burner. Like, and now it's like, oh, I can put all these pieces together and make this actually happen. Like he has been, he has this credit line open or that he can talk, tap at any point. He, he's previously had a conversation with Uncle Pat about this, and Uncle yeah. Pat was receptive to the idea, but he hasn't acted on it, and this yeah. is the catalyst to act on it. And he knows it's open. He knows, yeah. He's, so it may oh, have like, I've like talked to Uncle Pat previously about this. I know he'll be supportive. We, you know, I can piece all this together. So when was he negotiating this? I mean, I'm sure he talks to Uncle Pat all the time. Uh, it's uh, his only family in the. I don't think he does. I think he goes there only when he's desperate and needs help. <laughs> okay. I think I think that he one he went back to Uncle Pat mm. when he needed help when she was pregnant. Mm. Then. I think that he would not really care about getting lines of credit for a while. Mm. I mean, okay, this goes back to a big question. Yeah. They're going to open a bar, and they needed Jamaica money. Mm-hmm. Jamaica what, money. Is this because he knows Uncle Pat would not extend money for Jamaica-style restaurantery? Did Uncle Pat say, if you're working with Douglas Cog, You're doing the TGI Friday's formula or nothing. <laughs> no, the Uncle Pat formula. Yeah. The TGI Friday's formula... Is showy. It's flair bartending. Uncle uh-huh. Pat's like, I don't like this this hot dog razzle dazzle uh-huh. stuff. I want you to serve a bar to depressed <laughs> older Irish folks, <laughs> and that's the only thing you should be doing. Uh, and he says like, No, my friend, my friend Douglas Coughlin means so much to me. We're gonna do razzle dazzle TJ Fry style. And now that Coughlin's out of the picture, Uncle Pat's more comfortable about it with it. Or, but it's because the concept is still the same. That hasn't it changed. It was never said earlier. We're going to get a line of credit from my uncle yeah. and make money in Jamaica. It was implied they're doing it solely by themselves. Well, I think Uncle Pat is a last resort here, right? Why Ideally, Flanagan would like Because he wants to show he's self-sufficient. Yes, exactly, yeah. And now he's like, I need help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the whole... He that, was too proud to ask for help. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we solved it. We cracked solved. it. Solved. Uh, okay. Because there's, there's, a, yeah. there's, there's two lines here that say this. Line number one is, somebody help me, somebody help me. Yep. And then we hear two... Brian, he was my best friend, but he was too proud to let me help him. Yeah. So he, he learned is, a lesson. You have to is, ask for help. Yes, exactly. Yep. Good lesson. And the le- and who do you ask for help? 
Um, Uncle Pat. Uncle, I mean, ideally Uncle Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lesson in the movie is everybody. Oh no, uh, do the uh, Baroque Beatles. Uh, same song. Well, you just yes, you you, you did just spoil my well, surprise. Well, second thing. This is really good. Love the song. Love that song. No, this is the wrong way. Broke Beatles book. This is garbage. Well, you asked for it, so... No, you did the wrong click. Yeah. Broke Beatles book. Try it. There we go. Now, this is the real stuff. Not that garbage. Coughlin's Law. Joshua Rifkin. Wonderful. Best album of all time. Okay. Just keep, keep it going in the background. All right. Um, so, uh, oh, okay. Oh, this is the whole album. It's not help. But this is well, cool. you know what? You know what? Let's not do this anymore. Well, right. well how about we're you? Gonna, like, we're going to close do, that. Do it right or don't do it at all. Okay. All right. Great, great album, though. Um, so, uh, so, okay, there's a very good exchange that happens here where, um, we have the butler and Flanagan. Yes. The exchange. He he has broached the exterior wall. Yes. He is now on the penthouse floor. Yes. But how do you get inside? Well, the he pushes the door. That part I'm not as concerned about. But is it, is he it pushes a, the door open. Is it all unusual they don't have like a peephole? To Butler cracks the door. Yes. He then pushes it all the way in and then wedges his way in. How do people normally enter the building, the the the, the apartment? I th- no, there's a hallway we've seen before, right? Yes, but do you always knock on it? Like, let's say Mooney comes home, does he knock on it, and the butler comes out and opens the door for him? Um. Yeah, probably. He's, yeah. Like, he's like, I am too rich to open doors. Yes. Yeah. yeah he's, <laughs> no, there's probably a keyhole too, but. So so no, the, the exchange was great. Is. Where's Jordan? That's what Flanagan asks. The butler says she's in there, which is odd. He immediately gives the information. <laughs> he gives the information. Uh, then Flanagan bolts for where he pointed to, and then he shouts, "You can't go in there." <laughs> that is very good. Which is funny because it's being said as Flanagan is actively going. You know, is, is already in there basically. Okay, let's talk about better ho- hotel security. Yeah. One is if you don't know who's coming up. You should, I would say, don't let him in. He didn't have sure. to open the front door. Yeah. He could have said, I got no okay from the front desk. Yeah. This door isn't open. No okay. The butler screwed up, one, by opening it up. Uh, and two is when he opened up, he had no ability to push back. The door was broached, mm. and uh, the infiltrator was in the room. Mm. The infiltrator immediately assaults him and demands information, uh, saying, please tell me, where's Jordan? Uh, what could he have done at this point? He could have pointed to a place she is not. Yeah. He could have said, she's downstairs in the lobby. Yeah, yeah she just left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be a great answer. <laughs> exactly. Yes, but but a butler can never tell a lie. <laughs> what is, and if you ask him if he's a butler, he has to say yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is what is his, uh, what is his motivation here? He wants to, he most, mostly wants to make his, his, his man, sir, uh, his, uh, what do you call it? His, what is his butler? The butt Lee. What? The butt Lee. The Butley? Yeah, Mr. Mooney. Oh, the um, the butter. The butter, yeah. yeah. You want to make him happy. And how do you make him happy? I would say one is, one, don't let him talk to Jordan. Mm-hmm. Two is... Don't tell him where Jordan is. Get him out of the apartment as yep. quickly as possible. Yep. And he did neither of these things. Well, he did shout, you can't go in there. <laughs> he did. Plausible deniability. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, did he know she was not back in the Megaloft? 
Um, yeah, she, well, but she's been staying with her parents now nonstop. I guess, yeah, I mean, yeah. Do, I mean, do you he, think he has a system now to find out where she is? Because this yeah, is a pre-internet she's got, age. She's got a tracker on her. <laughs> Did he page her? He paged her, definitely. I mean, this is a pre-internet age. How do you know where someone lives? Like, is like a certain time. Um, I mean, Does you, she have you, a pa- you call, paging service? You call around. Would he call her friend? Um, no, maybe he called the front desk. Or they were called the butler. The butler seems to be perfectly uh, happy to. to, to uh, he calls. Says like, "Is Jordan in right now?" He's like, "Yes, she is." I was like, "Well, first, uh, are you are you Brian Flanagan?" And he says, "No." And he says, "Oh, yes, she is." <laughs> and then you say, "Thank you," and then hang up. Yes. Yeah, and that's not threatening at all. And also, I'll be right over. By the way, I'm not Brian Flanagan. Yeah. Please open the Please front door. Please open the door when I get there. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm a friend. I'm a friend, yes. but not but importantly, not Brian Flanagan. Not Brian Flanagan, friend. Who's not, not a, a friend. I'm not a Flanagan friend. <laughs> not a Flanagan friend. Okay. Um, okay. What else you got here? All right. So then, um, then I really like this Mr. Mooney scene in the hallway. I think it's really well shot, and I think he's he, his facial expression and delivery is perfect. It it feels it like for an instant, I feel like I'm in like um uh, like a West Wing episode. Yeah, kind of like Superman. Uh, the tagline is, you will believe be you, you can see a man fly. Yes. Or you'll believe a man can fly. This one, it's like, you can believe uh, that a really uh, middle-aged man can yell yes. and run around a hallway. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. Makes it alive. It's just that good. Yeah. Um, no, I just really, there's a level of intensity there. <laughs> Mr. Mooney's the most one-dimensional character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's great. He's like, it's like, I hate you. You're a bartender. I'm just going to yell a lot. It's really incredible. Incredible how because I'll say this two things he's a one dimensional character, two is it it works, it does. I think the actor is good, very good. It's everything is so dumb and stupid, I don't care if it's one dimensional, and you mostly feel like I just want to get through this, yeah. And you do, like, yeah. this is not, yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, speeding in through this, uh, do you want to check the tweets? I can check the tweets. This is a segment we call Read the Tweets. Read the Tweets. This is when, when it's also called Goodreads, good read, good tweet, good. Good tweet. It's Good also, tweet. It's also called with fresh eyes. Uh, yes, because this is called back uh, at this time, back in the innocent days. Yeah. Are we gonna do this, France? Uh, we gonna do it for France? For uh, for for ants. For um, we will do it for ants. Okay. Go. Yes, we will. Uh, okay. Wait, did we just? No, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything either. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, so this is what she said. Uh, towards the end here, I'm just. So these are. This is from the tweet stream that you let out w- during first viewing. Yes, exactly. So I, I wrote. Um, I wrote. Yes, he is dead. Referring to Coglin. Sure. I said I called that one very early. Hashtag cocktail predictions. I did. Yeah, yeah, you did call that early. Yeah, uh, good for you. Uh, next week is Cruz continues to live in the apartment he lived before Jamaica. Hmm. Yeah, it is weird. It honestly makes sense now. Yeah, but but you did. Yeah, you because when you know you got more, that when you know more about Uncle Pat's basically being the puppet master. Um, you wait. You mean did we not realize that at the time? Well, I don't. Or? Th- we did not realize that Uncle Pat was in fact the uh, the landlord. Sure. Uh, but now we do. And Uncle Pat, he is he's not only the landlord, he's effectively the lord. The liege. The liege. Okay, let's keep going. Roll through uh, the tweets. We got a lot to get through here. Uh, there's not many tweets. Uh, next one is Suicide Note read in Mentor's Voice. Movie is for illiterates. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it works. Okay. Do you feel differently about it now? 
No, I mean, I think I think you had to do it because you got to hear Coglin's voice one last time. Uh, next tweet is Cruz is breaking into Shu's family apartment. Uh, that's true. Hmm. Uh, and I wrote Cruz comes down solidly on hard work part of worker hustler dichotomy. Hashtag cocktail twists. Mm, yes. Yeah. So I think that's good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, sh- the only yeah the only last note I have here is Flanagan Financials. You got saved money, you got loan from uncle, and you got hard work. Those are the three components of the Flanagan Financials. There's two two lessons here. One is you need lines of credit. Don't pay things out of savings. Yes. Uh, and he was just dumb. He was he was uh, you gotta you gotta get credit. Okay, drink the app. Drink of the app. This so, is where we design a drink uh, based upon this app. Design a drink based upon this app. Um, oof. Uh, I mean, it has to involve, like, mortality, death, something like that, right? So I would say you should have raspberry syrup. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, raspberry syrup. I love it. Yeah. Um, raspberry syrup, fake blood. Um, well, no, I'd say no raspberry I know. Syrup. Raspberry syrup is, yeah. <laughs> Ras- as well as fake yes, blood. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Raspberry syrup. Um Okay, it's, so so should it should involve mortality and death. Yeah, it should involve the heaviness of the hour of the wolf. Mm, uh, yeah, and it should Jägermeister. I don't hate that. Yeah, did we already use Jägermeister for something else? I think we we did. did. Yeah, but That's well, not, we, I think we put in the unwanted pregnancy. Go, oh yeah, yeah, it's trashy. Uh, which it's still in the picture. Yeah, you know? raspberry syrup and Jägermeister actually sounds great. Actually, does sound yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but so, it, should, it should have the spirit of hard work. Yeah, the spirit of hard work. Like, like what? What does it mean to have like extend credit from your from your uncle and uh, and work hard, working hard, buckling down, um, Pachin. Nope. Um, bourbon. Hmm, bourbon. Yeah, bourbon. I don't. Yeah, bourbon is. I mean, bourbon. It could go either way. But I guess bourbon could also kind of. Be, oh, now, you're I relaxing. Think, I think it's a bit too bourbon. sweet. Now. Yeah, it's going. Yeah. Okay. I'll do, I'll do the rye. Uh, rye is more workman drink, but not in the '80s. It kind of mm. was a classic workman's drink. So we're looking at the main spirit. But what is what is the theme here? Uh, the theme is um, is help. Yeah, is oh, help. Yeah, you got help. You got we, death. We got death. We got burial. Uh, we have uh, Uncle Pat. We have uh, hard work. Um. We, we have fish some something funeral something funeral it'd be cool if if we in the name we imply that it is to be served at funerals that's not a bad idea yeah so it's uh, like like funeral punch we have also breaking in infiltration hmm. that I feel like that is a whole different drink what that about, would be very what about, cool what about but breaking in to heaven um Funeral break-in. Um, okay, but okay. Looking at the drink right now, yeah. we do have. Why do we say Jägermeister? Because it's. Um. Because it is. We said this literally. Oh, oh, because of the the hour of the wolf. Oh, the hour of the wolf. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, this is good. So uh, there's a story. It's cold. There's a story going here. It starts with the syrup. Yep. It goes to the hour of the wolf. Yep. And then it kind of goes down to reading the note. It's about knowing. Knowing your friend needs help and was unhappy. Yeah. And you have to ask for help. Yeah. Uh, so what's that letter going to be? What, what represents the kind of the information that your friend needed help? What about um, late to the funeral? Hmm. Very uh, Jackson Brown kind of kind of feel. Mm. Um, it's not a bad thing. Um, late to a funeral? But he's not late. late. No, I know. Um. Um. 
What a pink sweater. Nope. <laughs> it's the raspberry ship's right color, though. Street, something about streets, street yeah. where the streets have no name. The streets of Philadelphia. Street, streets. What? Um, funeral punch. I feel like help is thematic. Help, yeah. I mean, I think help can be part of it, and I think it was something else. Help, help, funeral, funeral help, funeral help, yeah. funeral, funeral helper, <laughs> funeral. <laughs> yes, that's it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> funeral helper <laughs> it's great because it sounds both like it's going to kill you and then also it sounds like it's the thing to serve at a funeral because it helps because like hamburger helper <laughs> hamburger yeah. helper yeah it's great funeral helper I love it yeah. and no the just funeral helper oh absolutely yeah funeral okay. helper okay <laughs> what do we have in it we have raspberry syrup Jägermeister, Jägermeister rye maybe bourbon but I worry bourbon no, is too sweet I yeah. think yeah um, but I Irish whiskey Oh yeah, that's cool. I instead of rye, yeah. yeah, Irish whiskey. I like it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. So so um, raspberry syrup, Jägermeister, Irish whiskey, and, uh, something okay, to so kind of lighten a, it up a little we bit. We have a lot of heavier, heavy syrup. stuff. Um, then we have this. We need to seltzer, tonic. Well, okay. What about what about fruit juices? What about uh, we have, well, we have raspberry syrup? Um, oh, uh, that would not work. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no no citrus, nothing acidic. We want something um, that's kind of like big. What about uh, banana juice? Uh, uh, <laughs> whatever that banana thing is called, liquor de banana or whatever. Uh, no, we want something that's non-syrup. Um, we just want 101 things. bananas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, no. We um, want something which is kind of big and empty and just kind of fills it out, mm, like apple juice. Uh, like, yeah. No, it's too uh, sweet. We want something that's unsweet. Yeah. Um, not tomato juice. Well, so, ginger ale. It's too sweet. Ginger beer. It's also sweet. What I, I think we need something more in the seltzer family, but seltzer's a bit boring. Well, tonic. Tonic is very sweet. Um, we need to cut the sweetness. Um, a quinquina, like a like um like uh Lilith. Uh, okay. Lilith Blanc. I like that. Actually. Are we? I mean, it's it will make the drink better. We're getting a little fancy here. <laughs> but um. Well, I mean, any fun, kind of but f- funeral, any, any kind of you substitute for dry vermouth. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that could work too. Or we could just say dry vermouth. Yeah, let's just say dry vermouth. Yeah. Okay. I don't really like putting Lilith in the drink because it um the it it gets it there's a ton of confusion around it um related to the drink the Vesper from James Bond. Yeah. Too much yeah. controversy. Too much controversy. Nobody ever gets the right uh, uh Lilith for that drink. Okay. Any any uh gar- uh gar- I feel like this is kind of dry good. Verm- yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, half an ounce raspberry syrup. Raspberry syrup. Quarter ounce, half an ounce, uh, ounce? half an ounce. Well, so we, that is actually, I think, the garnish though, because I think we have to drizzle that on at the end. Yeah, drizzle. Yeah, so I think it's like a drizzle, a drizzle of raspberry oh, syrup. I wouldn't specify a quantity. Um, I would say, I would say you need, you need 0.5 ounces. Okay, all right, 0.5 ounce drizzle. Yeah. Um. Yeah, drizzle 0.5 ounces. Okay, that's a that's a reasonable instruction. This actually sounds good. Okay, Jägermeister, half an ounce. Um. No, I, I would say an ounce. Isn't that our main? Isn't that no, where most of our? No, no, no. You don't want to make those equal, equal portions. No, Jagermeister is also very syrupy. Okay, all right, let's go. Okay, okay. So half an ounce Jager. This is gonna be an ounce of syrup, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, half an ounce Jager. Half an ounce. Black. That's true. Yeah. Okay. This, this has to be a quarter of an ounce, even though it's good. I know so the syrup is gonna be third, really sweet. Third, third of an ounce. One third ounce. 
Raspberry syrup. Yeah. Sure. Perfect. Okay. Two whiskey. ounces Irish whiskey. Sure. And then an ounce of dry vermouth. Yeah. Big, yeah. big drink, but good. No, that's not that's not that big. Sure. Yeah. Uh, any other garnish? Um. Uh. <laughs> like um. Because there is a story here. It's like you start with blood, mm-hmm. you walk through the night with the Jägermeister, yeah. you you reminisce uh, and get advice from Uncle Pat with Irish whiskey, yeah. and then you go up to the penthouse. Then you with storm the, the gates, yeah. yeah. So like a, like an axe. Yeah. Um, well, what about? I mean, the, the, what the about vermouth is just it's a fancy you know upper crust. Yeah, no, that's exactly. What about a, like a shard of glass? I don't um, want to do that. Oh, okay. Um, um, other than that, it's good. Yeah. No, I think we're that's. We're good. That's, We're good. I mean, the raspberry syrup is the garnish, essentially. I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. In in what kind of glass? Is cocktail this glass. cocktail glass? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Great. That's we did it. it that is Deep. funeral helper. <laughs> Very good. Okay, we've only got one segment left here. Well, one and a half. And that is a segment we like to call flare in the air. This is the sound of flare sound flying over. If you listen, you go to a bar. I don't know if you've gone to a bar, uh, and not, and not one of those meat and potato bars, but like something where people are throwing around bottles like they normally do. This is what it sounds like. It sounds the liquid just pouring, yep, out all the time. Ah, oh, there's Mr. Moody. So good. Okay, all right. Um, flare in the air. We're gonna rate the whole movie as a whole. Yeah. We're gonna rate the movie up until this point as a whole, which is almost the whole movie. And then we are gonna rate these five minutes. Are we ready? Sure. Yes. Okay. Three, a two, a one. Movies a whole. Movies a whole. A, whole. a three, a two, a one. Four five stars. stars. Five stars. Okay. Um, movie up until this point as a whole. Ready? Yeah. Three, three, two, two one. Five stars. Four stars. Okay. M- uh, these five minutes. Ready? Yeah. Three, three two, two, one. Two and a half stars. I, th- I say three stars. Uh, I mean, I feel like I've I've learned to like love the movie because it does everything right. And these five minutes, they like. You watch it the first time, like this is cliche, this is boring, mm. this is actually not necessary, this sucks, mm. this is just awful, hate this, uh, I wish this would stop. Mm. Uh, but you watch it again, it's like, yeah, this has to happen. This is mm-hmm. this is the whole kind of core of the movie, which is this kind of ironic, detached reason of the growth of this uh, immature, stunted man into being a new generation Uncle Pat. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's necessary if not enjoyable. So cocktail two, it's gonna be like he is gonna be Devil Pat now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because he's gonna run a cocktail empire. Yeah. By the way, are, are we gonna reach out to Haywood uh, like uh, now? Um. Not on air. We're gonna do it well. Because Haywood Gould has announced since last episode. Yes. He, well, we he has, we do he, have we do have five minutes. To reach out to Haywood Gould. So let's conclude. No, Claire no, in let's the talk air. about it. Uh, Haywood Gould. He has said that he plans to write Cocktail 2. He said that recently? Yes. Interesting. He said, well, we can talk to him. We need to. Yeah. Because uh, I think we now, we've now cracked the, the movie, so I think now he wants to listen to us. Uh, but yeah, Cocktail 2, he's older, he's estranged, he's estranged from his children, and he's like, uh, he's a mess. Be a great movie. Hmm. Okay. Um, here is the contact info if you want to contact us. Earful of is Twitter. 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 Earful of is Twitter.
Hello. 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 Convoy. Mitomo's dead. No more Mitomo. Woo. Okay, that's getting to be something. But we're almost done. So, uh, you know, that's uh, only what, two more episodes? Three more episodes? I believe. Three more episodes, I think. <laughs> I think there are three. This that includes part of it, which is just, just part of the closing credits. But I know um, in the bottles. Yes, that, well, that's always it's always good so to have a I'm final really show where we can just loop some creds. Loop the creds. Loop the creds. All right, any final pieces here? Do we want to real quick just reach out to Haywood Gould? Nah. No? But let's just commit to doing it. Commit to doing it. Handshake. Handshake and a... And And blood. Well, let's explode our dungeon. What do you call this? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we're just going to both slit our wrists at the same time. Yes. And then handshake. And the handshake in the blood. Yep. And then seal them back up. I guess you knew And then run to the hospital. No, if you seal it right, you can just do your fingers. Oh, we're good. Okay, ready? But drive the hospital. Okay, all right. Ready? Three. Two, two, one. Okay. Very good. We're shaking on it. I need to not talk so much. Uh, and sealed it. And now I'm healthy. Sealed again. it. We're good to go. All right. Okay, perfect. It's uh, been earful of and as cocktail. And as we leave you, uh, like Douglas Coughlin should have done on his last night on Earth. Ooh, sad. We'll stick with the brew. We'll stick with the brew. Cocktails, darling. some fruit cocktail then milk hot chocolate 